Hello, and thank you for joining us this week. I'm Gio, and I'm the host of the Solarium Podcast. Now, before we get started, I wanted to give a little background information on this week's episode. Now, we had intended to have Crazy Jersey Boy join us as a special guest to discuss his Raid Sherpa program, but at the last minute, he had to duck out. On top of that, we've had some issues with our recording, and rather than scrap the whole thing, I tried to salvage what we had left. So you're going to hear a cut about halfway through the episode from where I cut together uh, what we had. And with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get on with the show. Let's start. Welcome to episode two of the Solarian Clan podcast. Uh, this week we're going to be focusing on PVE and we'll be featuring a special community member. Uh, that is Crazy Jersey Boy, who has who's responsible for our Rage Sherpa program. But before we get to that, I have with me Soren right now, one of our clan founders. You may remember him from last week's episode. And he's going to be giving us this week's clan information update. So, um, Soren, go ahead. Hey, thanks. So first and foremost, we want to talk about the podcast itself. Um, we Ooh, want to hear what the membership has to say uh, about the podcast, what they think of uh, last episode, this episode. So to that end, we're going to put a short survey out uh, this weekend to elicit everyone's feedback on the format, the timing, the content, the hosts, as well as ideas on what you'd like to hear in future episodes. Um, something really short. It shouldn't take more than two or three minutes to fill out. Uh, it'll be in the announcements channel, and it'll be one of those few times I actually mention everyone. Uh, but feedback is always appreciated, so we can make this something that you want to listen to. Because after all, it's your clan. <laughs> I'm just here to make it what you guys want it to be. Well, why don't you go ahead and start us off with uh, well, whatever you're going to start off with. next. So, uh, first and foremost, something we didn't uh, really touch on last time was our Season the Drifter clan competition. And this is the first time we're doing a competition that's really for the clan, uh, not PvE or PvP-focused, but clan-focused. And it's something we're going to be doing every season going forward. Uh, This season, the clan competition is all-for-one, one-for-all. And the challenge is pretty simple. Play with your clanmates. The more you play with other members of Solarian clans, the more points you accrue. The player with the most points at the end of the season will, as always, receive uh, the first place prize package, which is $10 in silver on the platform of their choice, um, and a unique title in the clan discord. Now, one question uh, listeners might have is, if you're a clan member, do you, does it only count playing with other clan members, or does it also include members of the Discord who have not joined a Solarian clan? So for the clan challenge, it only counts other Solarian clan members, but it can be any Solarian clan. So for example, on PC, we have three clans. You can play with any with people from any of those clans. Okay, but it's not a like any free roamers who happen to be in our server would count towards uh, no, this competition. They don't. Um, and if you want to check your standings or see who's on top of the leaderboard, 
you can go to the stats channel and just say all for one. And Solaria will give you the, uh, the current uh, leaderboard. Um, clan leadership, that's admins, captains, guides, are not eligible to win this one. However, they are eligible. They do count towards you playing with them. So, um, and of course, the reason they're not eligible is if you look at the leaderboard with the leadership team there, uh, they're the top of the leaderboard, which, you know, it's their role to play with other clan members. So, right. It would be kind of a cheat to have Jersey, for example, who's running Sherpa, Raid Sherpas regularly, kind of counting five people. Well, Every time tonight. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, the top three players in the challenge, uh, number one, and she has been uh, unchallenged. Well, I wouldn't say unchallenged, but she hasn't been knocked out of the number one spot since the challenge began. That's Sulfus. Uh, she currently has a score of 11.75. Number two is Iskander with 11.2. And number three is Akron with 10.86. A couple of things about the way the scoring works. Um, The more... uh, So so let's see. All registered members of our clans are already entered. To participate, all you have to do is play play Destiny Do Activities with clan mates from any Solarian clan. The more players from the clan in your fire team, the more points you earn. And the more difficult the activity that you do, the more points you earn. For example, playing competitive crucible or a raid will reward you with far more points than quick play or patrols. Running a raid with five other clan members is going to get you the most possible points. And it should be Uh, noted that all members of the raid would receive the points. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And the multiplier for having, you know, uh, a full clan fire team. Um, we're tracking every activity that everyone has played with their clan mates since the beginning of the season of the Drifter. So even though the uh, challenge didn't start uh, until week two, any uh, activity that you played during week one with your clan mates counted towards your score. Um, the challenge will run through the very last minute of the season, the Drifter. Ooh, so we won't know who won until until Umbra launches. Okay. Yep. Um, and for the clan challenge each season, there may actually be a special uh, real wo- real world prize uh, available to the winner as well. So, uh, but we're kind of keeping that under our hats Ooh. for now. So you'll tease us with uh, the PvP Rose Tournament stuff, but you won't tease us with the Clan Challenge stuff. Yep, nope. I see how... Well, you'll tease us, but you won't give us any hints. Exactly. So much for the Clan Podcast being the exclusive source of information. Well, you know, that's a lot. I gave out quite a bit of information there, but you gotta keep some secrets, some mystery. Um... Speaking of champion throws, let's move on to that. Take us away. Is anything goes on the burnout. So any guns, any classes, subclasses, abilities, 
um, on that really small map, Burnout. Uh, heavy, perfectly permitted this week. You name it, you can do it. You can load up as sweaty as you want, or uh, throw in your shoulder charge, or... Oh, yeah, Osmium's going to be happy about that. Yep. Uh, give us a reminder which map is Burnout again. Burnout is the one on Mercury that was a D1 map uh, that was brought back and, and redesigned, made a little darker, has those large spinning... Uh, Spinning doors. Like half discs, yeah, doors, exactly. Uh, with the, the, uh, the center. For D1 players, it was the map where you unlock Sunbreaker. Exactly. And I cannot, for the life of me, remember the name for the D1 map. Chalice of Fire or... Cathedral of the Sun or something? <laughs> something along those lines, something yeah. yeah I don't remember either. Um, next week... The loadout restrictions will be heavy prohibited. Uh, again, I'm not going to tell you what map it's on, but it will be heavy prohibited. Um, oh, you've got a surprise for the map, don't you? Well, every I'm, I'm, I don't leak the maps early. I will leak uh, some details about the loadout. The week after that, uh, we will be returning to a curated loadout. So there will be specific weapons that... Uh, Players will have to use the following week for specific weapon classes. Okay. And for that curated loadout, mm-hmm. will there be restrictions on armor, say? Not during that, that week. There will just be weapon restrictions. Um, one thing I want to note that uh, was a big change this week... Um, We've gotten some really great participation in Champions Rose this season. You know, having um, over 40 active participants is is just amazing. So um, the problem it creates is that when I do the, the leaderboard videos, there's only so much space on the screen and, and so much space uh, available for that leaderboard. So what I've done is... Uh, that weekly update video will only show the top 15 players on the overall leaderboard. Regardless of that, though, all points are still being tracked, and they also still contribute to the platform point totals as well. Now, speaking of uh, points, I have to say, this was a really big week for the Xbox players. Uh, they kind of figured out uh, one of our little secrets over on the PS4, which is uh, we rarely run just one match. We're, we're usually on on Saturdays. We try and run two or three matches back to back, so we can try and improve our performance as we go along. Um, now, it should be noted this isn't really a secret secret because we do no, discuss not, this not in the Crucible um, Crucible channel and the tournament discussion channel. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it's actually a pointer I've given everybody. That you know, you can play as many matches as you want in a week. Score counts. But this week, um, Xbox players took on the weekly scoreboard, they took the first and the third place. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they did really well. Uh, and actually, that, uh, that propelled Nate Dog into third place overall. Okay. And prior to that, we had Elite, who was a PC player, correct? Uh, no, Elite's and a first PC place. 
Oh, okay. So Zeus is a uh, so right. All right. So here is the way the leaderboard stands. The top of the leaderboard is still Zeus. Has been since the beginning. Uh, okay. Has three hundred points. Second place is another PC player. This is the overall leaderboard now. Uh, that's uh, Tyrannius, uh, who's in second place with two hundred and twenty-nine points. Even though this was only the second week he's participated. He's done really well. And third place, as I said, is Nate Dog with 106. Now, platform-wise, uh, this week, PS4 uh, regained the lead from PC with a total of 1,319 points. Sorry, 1,419 points, pardon me. Uh, PC is a close second, though, with 1,322 points. And the Xbox team rallied an impressive 826 points from almost nothing the week before so that's uh, really uh, impressive and it's a really good uh, trend for the tournament oh there you go uh and this is when the points catch up the catch-up system kicked in right was this week yes so oh. uh the catch-up system did kick in this week, and uh, you know if you look at the the weekly leaderboard uh, points awarded column, you'll notice sometimes it's a little odd that um, sometimes players who came in a higher spot actually got less points, but it's just because of that catch-up mechanic. So, right. Um, uh, do you have any other updates you want to give us? Not for Champions Rose, but I have one more tournament update I want to. Get out there. Okay. So speaking of tournaments, Solarian Clan will host its first ever Exhibition Gambit tournament the first week in May. Details are still being nailed down, but this initial outing will be held you know, sometime around um, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. GMT on a Saturday. Um, it'll be just one go of um, Gambit Prime. Uh, over several rounds. Um, and this initial tournament is an exhibition, really just for bragging rights. Um, it's designed to allow us to get a feel for how a Gambit tournament could flow, allow us to gather some feedback from the players who participate, and to try out some potential settings so that when we go into Season of Opulence, we can do a season-long Gambit tournament like we do with Crucible. Um, a few things, though, that we do know uh, for this competition that I want players to start thinking about. Um, fire team composition will be entirely up to the players. We're not going to put people together, and uh, it's not a solo competition. This will be a team, you know, a one-time team competition. So start finding three uh, three friends on your platform to uh, to get together with. Additionally, if you're interested in doing this, start building some hype on your platform. Because, of course, we will need at least eight players on each platform uh, for that platform to work. So we have two teams. I mean, all right, given if we have six players, we can do three and three. But I'd rather see, you know, two teams of four. Well, um, also with Gambit, it kind of makes it a bit harder to even do anything with only three people. Right. Just because of the PvE aspects of it. So, Well, okay, so here is uh, one other thing that... that uh, as you're putting together that fire team composition might be important. Power advantages will be disabled in this tournament. 
So level and power don't matter. Just get a get a player, and if they're good, doesn't matter what level they are or any of that. There'll be more details coming, uh, you know, coming very soon on that. Uh, so just keep your eye on the announcements channel. Uh, there'll be a teaser trailer going up, and uh, and some details coming out very shortly, uh, so we can start getting teams signed up and and built. Well, cool. Sounds sounds really exciting and all honestly, and I look forward to being able to do that because not a big fan of Gambit normally. Can't really you're not really sure what kind of people you're going to match with. Uh, this sounds right up my alley. Being able to just play Gambit with friends and exactly. playing against friends. You know, it's it's a lot less salty and a lot less rage inducing when you know the guy who's on the other team that's invading is killing you is also the guy that you do crucible with on your team. Exactly. And really, like I said, this is this is really just for us to try it out and see, you know, what kind of data we're getting back, how we could potentially structure a, a longer format gambit tournament, something similar to what we do with Crucible. Um so, you know, this is just a one-day, one-time. If you're signing your team up for this, don't think they're getting in for, you know, the rest of the season or something. Um, and like I said, it is exhibition. It is just for bragging rights. Doesn't even come with a title in the Discord if you win <laughs> this time. Uh-uh. When we do it next season and we do a real tournament, then, yeah, it'll have prizes just like uh, the Crucible ones do and the, the Clan ones do. So speaking of, uh, the last thing I really want to cover is I just want to let the membership know that we're working on some uh, major behind-the-scenes changes uh, to help us deliver better services to the clan. So some of these things include setting up a more formal LFG system using our clan bot, Solaria, um, instead of just having the exclamation point PCLFG or PSLFG or XBLFG command that just randomly pings here and doesn't give any details in it. Um, we're putting together a system where you can actually put some information into that ping. Um, additionally, we're working on putting leaderboards uh, and player profiles on the clan website, as well as moving our tournament system to the clan's website so that issues like uh, not being able to fit so many on a video screen aren't such an issue. So if you want to see how you've done, how you're doing in the tournament, all sorts of uh, statistics about how you've been playing, uh, we'd like to get those for you. And that said, uh, our goal is if you like getting it through the the Discord like we do today, uh, the the clan bot will also serve it up that way. So you have your choice of the website or using the bot on the Discord. Got a lot of uh, high expectations for this bot. All right. Well, thanks, Soren, for coming in again this week and uh, giving us our weekly clan information. And hopefully this will whet the appetites for some of our listeners for stuff we have coming up soon. Now, if you're interested in any of these events, once again, they're all available on Discord and through our website, correct? Yep. So go ahead, hit those up. Let us know if you have any questions in the Discord. You can ping Soren. You can ping myself. And we'll do what we can to help you. In fact, if you ping me, chances are I'm just going to tell you to ping Soren because <laughs> I'm just the podcast guy. But at the very least, I will pass the message along. So joining us this week, we've got two more clan admins, Tinlun and Not Disliked. We have Dupe, who is returning from last week. And we were going to have a special guest, 
crazy Jersey boy who's responsible for our raid Sherpa program, but unfortunately he couldn't make it tonight. So we're just going to push through with this, uh, the PVE and we'll have him back either, either at a later date, or maybe I'll just drop him in earlier in this episode. We'll see. So I wanted to start with uh, favorite raids. Now, Disliked and Tinlun, you guys didn't do D1 raids, so you only have D2 stuff to choose from. And Dupe, I'm sure you and I are going to get into a conversation about King's Fall versus um, Vault of Glass. But uh, let's start with... Um... Oh, no, Wrath. <laughs> <laughs> you have to catch us up on those. I want to I wanna know about them. But oh, did. they're amazing. <laughs> so, Dislike, since you've been... Uh, talking a lot before we even started recording why don't we start with you and your favorite raid so far all right my favorite raid so far has been last wish i think it's mostly a sentimental association with me because it's the first raid that i would try to be com competitive with but i do enjoy the length and the difficulty and the mechanics of it i think most out of any raid all right tinlon i think i my favorite raid is probably leviathan it's it's just much more there's more variety to it than, say, Last Wish, which is pretty samey a lot of the time. So I, I, I feel like I would like Leviathan more. Oh, I do, okay. do like Leviathan more. And Dupe, you've had the most time to think about this, and you have the most raids to choose from. Which is your favorite? Um, it might be a tie, I would have to probably say. Um, first, probably um, Wrath of the Machine. And then Ooh. second would be King's Ball. <laughs> oh, okay. You're one of my kind of guys. <laughs> I've um I love Vault of Glass and you know, it was the original and well, I mean, what was it, six years ago now I first did a raid and it was Vault of Glass because that's what we had. I have sentimental value, but King's Fall and Wrath were both fucking amazing. Oh yeah. King's Fall was the one that, when I was Raid Sherpa, I did over 300 runs in it, because that's how much I loved it. Oh, we... And Wrath, <laughs> Wrath was just, like... Well, it's just the most fun. It's, hmm. like, just the most shoot-shit raid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would also just like to say, I... You know, I picking favorites is what we're doing, but I also want to say, Bungie does such a goddamn good job with the raids. <laughs> yeah, they Every do. single one. The bars, the minimum, the lowest one, I, I don't even know which one I would say is my least favorite, and it's still, I love Crota's it. Fall. Crota's End. Crota's End. I mean, either way, it's like, they, the bar, even the minimum bar is so high. I I just, I would like high. to say that, because I love this. I, I love <laughs> the raids in this game. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Dupe, did you ever do a Crota's End? I did. And what did you think of that one? Because he just said, you know, all the raids are awesome. Oh, uh, Crobazin was fine. It was pretty short. Um, then again, I didn't complete um, Crobazin until after I completed um, King's Hall. So I was like late to it. So I didn't play any of the raids um, during the first two um, DLCs. Because I came oh. in I came in like right after right at the end of um Lord of Wolves, I mean House of Wolves. Right. And um and then the next it was King's Fall. So yeah. um so yeah, King's Fall was probably bit... go, oh, ahead. go ahead. 
No, I was going. I was going to say uh, one thing about Crow the Zen is that um, it is a pretty easy raid to um, to do, um, and it uh, well with the uh, with the update that they did do back in um, back in um, uh, what was it Rise of Iron? It did make it a so, little bit harder, more challenging. but. Yeah, it was a little bit more challenging, but at the end of the day, it was still pretty easy to get get through. So it wasn't too much of a challenge. I think the one thing about King's Fall, though, is that King's Fall still to this day, I think, has some replayability that um, I can go back and do. The jumping puzzle is just like unreal. Which one? There's two of them. Ships or uh, pistons? Ships. I say shit is... because that was that was like when I first did that, I was so frustrated. I died several <laughs> times. Like I mean, like 20, 30 times. I was it was like to the point where <laughs> I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. Um yeah, but either way, ships. uh yeah, those ships were were, were crazy. That, that's the one really- where you had you had to spec around getting through ships specifically to get through it. Pistons, though, was the one where you could... I mean, you didn't really have to spec yourself to do it, but once you figured it out, you could break pistons in so many ways, skip so many different things, make crazy-ass jumps, and, like, hell, even just bounce off. You could stand in front of one of the pistons, jump, let it hit you, and it would shoot you over to the secret chest that normally would take you, like, five minutes of running to get to. See, I never did that. <laughs> I didn't even you know never you could did. do that. Yeah, if with you the, had to yeah, set up, with, with having it, you had to time it real good. Yeah, you had to jump at the right spot. You have to be lined up with the piston in the right place to get through the doorway. Otherwise, it would just splatter you against the wall, and you would die like you're supposed to. Neat. Yeah, this is. I think. I think I'm familiar with these. At least I've seen videos. The 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 ship one is you have a giant gap to cross, and there's uh, ships moving. Um, through the gap, it's it's kind of Frogger, except with the gaps much bigger than normal kind of thing. Um, t- stop me if I'm wrong. I'm I just saw like videos, <laughs> you know. No, I mean um, absolutely. And the thing is, I think for any of you guys, if you, I mean, you guys have gone through Last Wish. I haven't gone through it completely, but if you were or had that opportunity, let's say, if Bungie decided to bring, uh, um. D1 to PC, I mean, yeah. which probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. I would, def- you, you guys would fall in love with King's Fall. I think, I mean, <laughs> I, I put it up there with Wrath of the Machine for me, and I, I think I do that because Wrath of the Machine was the first raid that I officially completed. But um, King's Fall, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's phenomenal. The boss yeah, fight is like out of this world. There's so many things to King's Fall too, because everybody complained that it you had to do it. It was so mechanical, and if anybody died, you had to wipe. But it really wasn't. Almost every single encounter, you could lose one, two, maybe even three people, and still complete it. Like I've done oh, totems yeah. with mm-hmm. where we had three people down, and we'd have one guy running back and forth and moving all the totems, and it was hectic. And I wish I'd recorded it. And it's like, holy shit, we actually completed this with three people because we were doing hard mode and you couldn't revive, and it was just nuts the kind of stuff you could do in king's fall oh yeah hard, hard mode wouldn't let you revive in destiny one nope there were no revives uh <laughs> and normal mode you had 30 seconds until you could revive and in hard mode if you died you were dead and you either had to wipe or complete the uh 
the encounter. Encounter, yeah. <laughs> and there was no timer like in D2, the whole you die and then somebody has to revive you within a certain time timer yeah, and a certain number of revives. Yeah. Those weren't a thing. It was just they can revive you or they can't revive you. That's it. And it made for some amazing stuff like War Priest. Oh, God, if you couldn't. If the person who had the brand and war priest, you know, wasn't paying oh, attention yeah. and they died mm-hmm. and then everybody gets confused and two more people die while you're trying to figure it out. And then there's three people left burning down the war priest and then two guys get killed by ads and you have one warlock who can self-res and he keeps shooting him. He dies. He pops itself res, throws some grenades, kills the boss and everyone's like, holy shit, how did we survive that? You can't <laughs> do that in D2 anymore. Yeah, no, no, pretty. There, there are some moments like that, but know. obviously the the revive yeah. token system kind of squanders that, for the most part. You yeah. can have some clutch moments though. It's just not not as you know. <laughs> it's not as crazy lasting. fucking clutch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you could have some absurd moments back in D one with uh self res, which is probably why they got rid of it. Yeah, I don't blame them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah self res was something else. And now, you know, and I'm a warlock main, so <laughs> once I once I learned how to use self res, oh, it was it was perfect. Like you always had to have a self res warlock when you were running, um, when you were running a raid. <laughs> it was like sounds almost like, a must. Like a well. <laughs> it's yeah. it was kind of like a well, except the well was uh, defender titans. So ward yeah. of dawn back in D one gave weapons of light, which yeah. essentially was what well is. Yeah. Except you had to step in and out of it to constantly keep refreshing it. So they actually buffed warlocks. Yeah, war- warlock mm-hmm. well of warlock well of radiance is significantly better than Destiny One's uh, Ward of Dawn. Yeah, <laughs> like you can, with you, well of radiance, if you're using rockets, all you have to worry about is shooting the sword and accidentally killing yourself. Yeah. With Ward of Dawn, <laughs> you had to worry about blowing yourself up any time you were in right. it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Then you get mad at people for popping a bubble too 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 far ahead. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, they used to be the worst. Or even worse, they don't let you know when they're about to pop bubbles, so you start shooting. You pull up your rocket, you fire, and then three people die because he just popped his bubble right in the middle of you. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, right. that's pretty much gone. But you know. <laughs> Well, do you guys want to keep going over raids, or should we go over uh, something else? I see we have Shattered Throne here. Yeah, of course. I mean, we were just talking about Destiny 1 raids, but this is a Destiny 2 <laughs> podcast, isn't it? Hey, come on! <laughs> it's it's a Destiny podcast. That's some shade. That's some shade right there. <laughs> um, damn, I don't know. I think I, I want to defend Last Wish, though, just because I think that... What's there to defend? Last well, Wish they're, is good. They're all- they're all talking no one about disagrees how, with that. Oh, it's the best one. All <laughs> oh, Destiny well, the best ones. So I'm just gonna go ahead and keep going back on my rant that I was on before about DPS checks because it's like it's 20, 30 seconds. And Duke, back me up on this because you've experienced these. It's twenty yeah. or thirty yeah. seconds of oh shit, we need to get this done. Here's our last chance. You know, we have a timer. Yeah. This isn't just you know keep doing the mechanics and stuff, and eventually we'll finish. It's we need to come together as a team and burn this fucker down to win. Well, we need to do what this game is built around. We need to shoot the dude. The, I mean, sure, the thing, but the, mm-hmm. yeah. The thing the is, the problem that with Leviathan, uh, 
hold on. Leviathan even had one of these. I think the problem you have is that you don't feel like it was earned as much as it was in other cases. Leviathan had a literally that. A DPS check is the last thing you did. Callus brings up a shield. He starts trying to wipe yeah. you guys. You all need to shoot him together. Before and also, Leviathan also have DPS checks with Dargs. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Yeah, it's kind just, of. Because yeah, you have I, what, I don't four phases. Kind of, there, there's four phases yeah. to do it. You can kill him and kill the dogs and you don't there's no okay you have 30 seconds to do this or you wipe dps check there's just can you kill the dogs that's yeah. it I, I would say he's right there is a distinction between dps check and dps phase dps check is like um independent of dps phase where you try and deal some damage and move on to repeat the cycle dps check is like uh kill him now this or is, die <laughs> yeah dps check is we're at the end of the fight we finish the mechanics kill him or start over that's it. Ribbon. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, two of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, whereas dogs is just, okay, we're going to do some damage and then wait. And then we're going to do the mechanics. We're going to do some dom damage, maybe kill them. I mean, the stakes, is that, the stakes is that you have to keep doing dogs, which, you know, <laughs> I, I think as that, opposed I to being finished. I would, I would say there is a difference between. Yeah, I mean, that's the same with any other boss. Yeah. Like with Golgoroth, yeah, sure. you know, you would yeah. do damage, and if you could one-phase him, great, oh, you one-phase him. But if you don't, then you just do Golgoroth again. Warpriest, if you do Warpriest, if you can one-phase him, great. If not, you just do another Warpriest run, that's I, it. I don't know what... There's no, oh, there's no, you have 15 seconds to finish him off, or you start from the very beginning. That's a DPS. You gotta, you gotta explain some context for me for those, because I don't know anything about this. Can you if put you it in the context of a D2? If you... you I mean, if Gogoroth, you just you can refer Gogoroth to like, more priest. Right? Uh, I've only done Wrath or er, Last Wish a couple of times, but go just for reference, Golgoroth and um, War Priests were essentially like dogs, where each you would do the mechanics, go into damage phase, and you would do damage to them, and you could either kill them in one phase, or if you don't, then you just go back to doing mechanics and you do it all again until you hit another damage phase. It's the same thing the dogs has. DPS yeah. check is like um. Callus at the end of the fight, you get him down to 10%, and then he starts doing his, you know, you break a shield, do damage, he goes immune, and then he starts doing his final, you know, pulling out the light kind of thing, and you have to burn him down during that phase, or else he wipes all of you and there's no way to prevent it. There's no, you know, we go back and do another phase. It's just, you kill him now, or that's it. That's the DPS check. Sure, but <laughs> now what I'm arguing is that there is not much of a difference between that DPS check and, say, a different one like Dogs, where instead of restarting the entire encounter again, you would have to have to do another phase. Which, in well, Dogs' case, yeah, the... another phase is basically like doing the encounter over again, because the entire encounter is just a phase, and whether you finish the phase or not. It's well, like that in... can be said for every phase. It's just the, the main difference is, yeah. are you going to see yeah. a kill screen if you fail to make it? That's the, dif <laughs> that's the deferring factor between a DPS phase and a DPS check. I mean, I or don't believe that dying is somehow the ultimate stakes. I don't, don't think well, because so. The ultimate stakes is having to do everything over again. I, because uh, the difference I, is, if you fail a DPS check and you go to a kill screen, you might go, oh, fuck, we didn't actually get to do it this time. You know what, guys? It's kind of late. I don't think I can do this again. Whereas if you go into a, a damage phase, yeah. you can say, okay, yeah, we have to do this again. I was supposed to go to bed. Fuck it. We're going to finish this damage phase. We're going to get this done so we can get the checkpoint. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a good way of illustrating the, the difference, actually. <laughs> yeah. 
I like that. Yeah. It's oh, it's yeah. the pause. It's the breather. And and also, <laughs> you know, the, in on an individual scale, you know, DPS phases uh, on dogs. Like going back to launch, it would take you probably like three cycles to go through um, DPS uh, phase for dogs. Or maybe even yeah, yeah, Callus, Callus would take twice. You would have to do them two times. That's a big People thing. freaked out when we found out that, you know, Merciless, you could two-phase dogs with Merciless and, um, and uh, <laughs> what the fuck was it, pulse grenades. Yeah. And then, so, like, this, you know, individual damage phases, the risks are lower than the final DPS check, where, you know, you've invested all this time into uh, trying to kill these things, and now there is going to be one final stopgap between you and winning. Damage phase is you're going through the mechanics of the boss fight in terms of in-game mechanics and shooting the dudes, and you're just going through it. DPS check is the crescendo, the climax of the fight. It's the do-or-die moment. I mean, I I understand the difference. I understand the difference. I don't see as much value in a final DPS check versus just any damage phase. Because really, damage phase is just so static. It's just like I'm pretty sure you're just the kind of dude who just looks at the numbers and just says, "Oh, okay, we did 80 percent damage, and that's it." You don't care about the feelings. He's Uh, right. Wow, (laughs) that's a bit. It's you know that's a little bit insulting, but anyways, (laughs) (laughs) that's how it's coming off. To be fair, uh, Tin is not the kind of person who cares about the context. He just cares about the fun that you have within the mechanics, and so. Um, a final DPS check isn't as stressful when you realize that you're gonna make it. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. to be fair, I've it is it has been um, since two weeks after Last Wish came out that I've been stressed about Riven's DPS check. You know, that was the last time I was worried that we weren't gonna make it because then I realized, oh, you just literally do anything and you're fine. <laughs> right. Um, um, and so I do want to get. Yeah. I want to interrupt you here, and because we've just been rolling over dupe with this discussion of DPS yeah, checks, right. DPS phase, damage phase. He's actually he's actually DC'd. Uh-huh. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just about yeah. to bring him. Why does this always happen? This happened in episode one, where everyone just drops uh, out all of a sudden. No, where dupe <laughs> drops out. Oh, uh, maybe it's like if, I don't know. <laughs> if you go and listen to the episode, you won't hear it because I cut all this stuff out. But yeah, yeah. I. Tried to get uh-huh. Dupin to talk to him, and I tried to do the same with Linear, and yeah, they just keep dropping out. Weird. Do you think it's like their router or something? Uh, no. In Dupin's case, he ended up, and chances are, what he's doing right now is he ended up having to go to bed with his wife or do stuff oh, with yeah. his wife, and so he huh. wasn't available. Mm. And he actually hopped back in like near the end of the episode and was able to give us twenty minutes talking. Mm. Gotcha. Sure. So I guess yeah. we just kind of have to power on. <laughs> we yep, were we'll just keep going, and I will cut him in at some point. All right. Here's what I want to move on to because I find this really interesting. Um, the the PVE meta difference between console and PC, because obviously okay. this is one of those things that we possibly can't know about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, <laughs> I, I want to get we we were having this discussion in the Discord earlier where we were discussing uh, the difference in meta in the Crucible. Now mm-hmm. I want to know what you guys are using in PVE. Mm-hmm. So, so let's go over... Uh, well, let's start with Shattered Throne, because that's what our next topic is. What do you guys use in Shattered Throne? <laughs> oh, uh, I 
played Shadow Throne once. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's been a hot minute since I've played Shadow Throne too. I think a better a example would be like uh, Riven, for example, a night. You know, I mean, yeah. not even that. Like, let's say a Nightfall, ignoring a match game. Okay. Nightfall. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty high level thing where you want to bring your best stuff, um, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and you can't swap out. Uh, I would say the meta on PC right now heavily favors hand cannons, shotguns, yeah. and a exotic heavy and, uh, uh, weapon. Uh, I'd say LMGs for yes, that's another big one for heavy. So, if you don't want, so it's to actually on it. oh, go ahead. No, 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 that was that. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that's actually pretty similar to PV uh, to a uh, console. The difference mm. is, um, we don't see shotguns now. When you say shotguns, do you mean any shotgun, or do you mean Ikelos? Ikelos, specifically, <laughs> yeah, specifically Ikelos. Okay, yeah, which is why they yeah. actually they nerfed it. Yeah, uh, and it, it was because everybody after, was using it in PVE. And even after nerf, it's still the best it's still DPS. The best. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had a reason to get off of using Ikelos yeah. because it's still the king. I, I hope yeah. they change that. I would like to have variety in shotguns, and they <laughs> tried their best recently. But <laughs> my only other swap with my only other swap with Achilles is either Lord of Wolves, which is an exotic, yeah. or Threat Level, which is just basically basically Achilles but kinetic. Yeah. Wait, you guys, Lord of Wolves? Lord of oh Wolves, yeah. yeah. Well, Lord of Wolves is kind of a kind of one of those uh, sleeper sleeper uh, shotgun. I mean, that's a bad <laughs> word because sleeper simulant is a game. But you know, like hidden <laughs> hidden OP. Hidden OP. Um, the, I don't know. The reason well, why this is is because Dado did that uh, shotgun DPS comparison a while ago and found yeah. out after the buffs that, of Lord of Wolves in the season of the Drifter patch, Lord of Wolves has the highest DPS by a fair margin. Yep, higher than accurate. Huh. Higher than Hi- higher than. Higher than Aquilas, higher I'm than even it. higher than even Legend of Aquarius. And it's yeah. a and Lord of Wolves is a green ammo. Yeah, yeah. Um and, provided and you're hitting crits. Lord of Wolves One before, thing. it wasn't as good. Yes. Nearly as good <laughs> as any other shotgun. Now yeah. it is. One of the one of the weird things that I've noticed with Lord of Wolves though is that one of the main reasons on well, I mean I think just anybody doesn't use it, it's because it's perk. So back in D one the way Lord of Wolves worked is when you got a kill oh. with it, it buffed your entire team or everybody nearby. And I think it was oh. increased armor and recovery or increased armor and agility. Basically, yeah. it, it it boosted you. It yeah. it buffed the shit out of you, and that was it. It didn't give you this weird double burst. Yeah. And the problem with the double burst is you burn through your ammo so fucking fast. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you get yeah. one kill with it, and then you get yeah. three bursts, and that's it. So that, people don't really like it. Yeah, so that's that, the problem. Still, that, that is the trade-off. Very you get bad. The I'm DPS in the game for about ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you have to land a hit first too. You can't just, you know, you have to kill a dude. It's yeah, not just constant sustain. Although, yeah. Although to be fair, there's a lot of scenarios. I'm not, you know, that's never a huge concern for me. Of like, oh, where am I going to find a guy when I'm damaging a boss? Uh-huh. There's always ads. Ads are everywhere. Uh, and also too, Dado doesn't actually. Specify whether that DPS that he puts on screen is the DPS after you get the the proc already or not. And mm. I'm gonna go ahead and assume it's not because I do feel like just add on its own without the proc, it does a lot more damage than Aquilas. Yeah. So. Although it wouldn't I, really change it all that much, though the actual DPS, because all it does is it just gives you a double burst. But mm. the rate Which of fire on Lord of Wolves is like eight frames or something on PS4. 
So okay. what 30 frames per so it's like point point two seconds between bursts. So even then your but, DPS is gonna change not significantly. Really? Okay. It it does um yeah, but it is I wouldn't say necessarily that Lord of Wolves is reflective of a serious meta on PC right now. I think uh elite um top tier PvE players are using it right now in certain scenarios. <laughs> And and people who are realizing that it does insane damage, but I don't think it's necessarily. I I I'm still surprised when I see Lord of Wolves, but instead of being like, "Why would you use that? It's garbage gun." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> you know, you got it figured out." <laughs> I, I think Lord of Wolves is. I really like Lord of Wolves as it is now because mm-hmm. to me, it represents a very balanced weapon. Yeah. Um. High, high it DPS. Has very, very yeah. It's very <laughs> high risk, high reward kind of shotgun. Well. You know, high high negatives, high positives, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. I it's actually it's just pulled it exotic. from my collections, and I'm going to test it out. <laughs> uh, you're going to be pleasantly yeah. surprised. <laughs> just make <laughs> sure you like everything else. Off. It's still an exotic, and that's still... Being exotic is a huge drawback, because you have to give yeah. up other exotic slot. Yeah. And then, of course, on PC, there's a Whisper used Whisper. in pretty pretty large <laughs> amount of places although yeah. i don't actually expect that to be that different between pc and console because the places that i use whisper are the places that are easy to use whisper mm-hmm. so <laughs> you know yeah, I'm, well, I'm very happy well, about the whisper nerf whisper post nerf you don't really see it nearly as much on console and mm-hmm. this is probably because of yeah. you know how the two systems work on console you have to rely on, rely on aim assist yeah. a lot more than on pc Specifically, there is no yeah. aim assist on PC. Yeah. So no, well, they still have they still have for the record uh, bullet magnetism, which is a form of aim assist, but it doesn't rip the control yeah. out of your mouse. <laughs> right. Yeah. But all it is is just you know the severe decrease in ammo. It, it makes it completely. The way I see it is, if you were good with spindle before, then mm. there's no real reason not to use it, and you're gonna get. You know, power ammo anyways, who cares? You'll find it. But people are looking at this going, oh god, I only have nine shots with it. This is completely worthless. And it's like, well, if you land all three shots, you technically have infinite shots with it, so yeah. who cares? <laughs> I, I was, yeah. was kind of curious how, how it worked out, because I, I could see... I mean, I, I already knew there was there's a large amount of people on who play Destiny who are upset with that nerf. I think that nerf is very exactly well what Whisper needed. <laughs> yeah, yes. It because, was very strong before. Yeah, with the, reserves, with the reserves it had before, it had like 24 shots. You could just... I, I found myself being like, well, I'm at <laughs> Let me just like knock off this knight's solar shield really quick. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, you know, <laughs> this is too far. <laughs> well, it, that, it, it, yeah. Now the stakes... I feel that that is, that is the problem, is that before, you know, you could just use it as a sniper, yeah. and it was exactly. an excellent boss damage, but on console, at least, it doesn't have a whole ton of aim assist, and it has stupidly high zoom. Mm-hmm. So even if you did just use it as a sniper, you couldn't just use it all the time, like yeah. like you right. would say Persuader. Mm-hmm. It was still right. kind of a situational. Okay, there's a high value target. I'm gonna waste two of my shots on him, uh, taking him out to get us through the rest of this. You know, the rest of the strike can't yeah. do that anymore. So it's gone from just you know a decent all around sniper that you could use in these specific situations to it's only a boss weapon. And it yeah. basically means, okay, you only have two other guns now. You cannot use your heavy for anything else. Yeah. Right. And it, here's it, the it, other it, example. 
the, here's another reason why the reserve nerf is very impactful is that before you can't just run any other power weapon until you get to the very specific window frame where you actually pull out whisper you can just swap to whisper at that point with just enough reserves like was it nine reserves still if you pull out your whisper <laughs> with a full power ammo something dumb right so basically you can use your power uh whatever other power weapon you wanted to use oh, and Jesus then fucking just, Christ. just pull out whisper at the end uh, well, I just did a public event, the Cryopod public event with Lord of Wolves. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just melted the boss into oh, mags. No. Oh, I have to kill this guy to start the Cryopod, and no, I just finished the event. You uh, just made, made a few people very mad. <laughs> I, I but, may have, especially you, because I'm on, a, I'm on the Forgotten Shore. So yeah, people so are the one that everyone needs for me. God. Whoops. Oops. But now, yeah, but now you fuck. see it. It's stupid. I mean, not stupid, stupid, literally, but it's stupid. <laughs> I, I didn't even have the perk. I just shot him in the face six times, yeah. reloaded, shot him in the face <laughs> four more it's times, great. and he was dead. Yeah, it's no. amazing. The Lord other reason why Lord Wolf is yeah. better is because you can actually hit all of your precision hits, whereas other shots, uh, sometimes you can't. You can. You can. Eh, Remember, we can. <laughs> you, you do not have recoil, effectively, because I play on the right, right, and okay, on console. Okay. <laughs> on mine, it's if I'm not going full four straight front straight <laughs> aim down on the stick, I, it's like, okay, 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 I'm firing my burst and I've got two shots on him, one on the chest, one on the head, one went high, the fourth one is just where the fuck is that one, and uh, I'm shooting his satellites now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not a shotgun; it's an anti-aircraft gun. <laughs> uh, part it's a snake. <laughs> Part-time anti-aircraft gun, part-time uh, shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on which end of the, the burst you're on. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely a good gun. Yeah. Yeah, Alright, so um, you were saying about Whisper. Yeah, yeah Whisper... You, you can just swap into Whisper whenever you want. But now, you're forced to keep Whisper in your inventory at the start of the, or at the, start of the raid, right? Just so, just so that yeah. the encounter, or you know, if you're doing a strike activity, or something, yeah. and you need... Yeah, activity, yeah, activity. Yeah, yeah that's a good way to put it. So that you can actually find enough ammo. Or, or you know... Because you can't just swap into it anymore. If you swap into it, you'll get two ammo, which is not enough. Yeah, you can't... You can't it, yeah, talk it's light, not enough you know. to proc <laughs> yeah. exactly. it's... So, to me, that's very impactful. And yeah. the perfect nerf for Whisper. Yeah, I was so glad to see that, because it, it was... Mm -hmm. I was always upset, like... You know, the the kind of, not the kind of, like, emotional upset where uh, <laughs> it's a bad gun, but, like, the, this gun is so good that I feel bad kind of upset. <laughs> where, yeah, like, like, I, it, yeah. it was so good that you essentially never had the option to run anything else. Exactly. And that's, back, that was, back. I'm so glad that they increased diversity. That was one of the best uh -huh. things I've ever seen from Bungie, was just the, you know, Absolutely, buff Legend yeah. of Acreus. Darcy has competitive DPS as well. I don't know if that's new or not. Uh, Whisper uh, back in year one, uh, Darcy was the DPS killer. In fact, so you guys, when did you guys come in? Uh, I played at launch and recently. then I skipped until Warmind. Tin's about uh, two months old or something. <laughs> okay, three months. I'm going to share yeah. with you guys a story about Leviathan. So very oh. early on, and this was primarily in PS4 because Xbox didn't have the ability. Oh. Uh, everybody ran. Cold Heart for Callus because mm, it turned weird. because some streamer did it yep. once and found out. Oh, hey, this does a bunch of damage. Yeah, 
until somebody else went in and with a Darcy and found out, oh shit, Darcy does like <laughs> oh, wow, three man. times as much fucking damage as Cold Heart and <laughs> isn't nearly as stupid to yeah. run and you don't have to use yeah. this really shitty gun for everything else. Bloop, bloop, and bloop, even bloop. now, <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. after Whisper came out, somebody did the math. Actually, it was probably Datto did the math. And yeah, Whisper beat Darcy significantly, yes, but Darcy was by far the easiest to use. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Darcy, what the fuck is the other one? The, the other sniper that if you break a shield, it does double damage. And if you stay oh, in the well... It... Borealis. Borealis. Yeah, Borealis. Darcy, Borealis, and Whisper are all pretty strong, and Whisper is by far the strongest because it has infinite ammo, but mm-hmm. Borealis was up there, and Darcy is still like you could do every single raid now using Darcy, and you would kill just as fast as Whisper. Yeah, even faster, I think, is supposed to be the damage. I don't know if there were nerfs and buffs since then, but I I've heard that Darcy is supposed to have the higher DPS. The disadvantage is that it doesn't have uh, theoretically infinite ammo. Right. Yeah. Yep. And Darcy has, and this is primarily a console thing, Darcy has the highest aim assist of any sniper rifle in the game. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I see yeah. people run Darcy. Darcy is a beast. Darcy is still in the heavy slide, isn't it? Yes. yes. Darcy, yeah. Borealis, and Whisper are all heavies. Uh, Borealis is... Borealis is in a, in a special yeah. slot now. Yes, yeah, special. Oh, special? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hell. The <laughs> only two heavyweight uh, heavy cool. snipers are Darcy and Whisper. Yeah. Oh shit! Good. By yeah. the way, uh, we have Duke back now. Yay! Woo! Welcome back. <laughs> what the fuck Thanks were we going to ask Duke again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, oh, we were discussing damage phase versus DPS check. The what exactly encompasses a damage phase versus a DPS check, and what your opinion was? Because mm-hmm. uh, myself and Tin just got into we have very differing opinions. Yeah, <laughs> about the importance of DPS check, and yeah. he believed that the DPS check at like at the end of Oryx, uh, or at the end of Wrath of the Machine, or at Callus, is basically the same as the damage phase at Dogs at Leviathan. What do you think? Mm, no, I don't. I don't think it is. I think Dogs is more of a damage phase than than an yes. actual DPS check. <laughs> But he's saying that d- damage phase and DPS check are basically the same thing. Like, yes, they are. are they are mechanically the same thing. <laughs> he's saying that they're mechanically the same, yeah. Yeah, sure. But you, they're not. There's, I mean, there's a kill screen, and there's a damage screen, and there's, like I said, there's the whole, oh shit, we didn't get it this time. I, I will agree guys. that there are different stakes. But as far as the mechanic, <laughs> the mechanical things of yeah. you know doing damage, it's the same because you know you do the same thing each time, mostly, with, with do, some variation. Do you? Yeah. If you don't, if you do not one phase dogs, do you feel the same way at the end of that as you do when you wipe to Oryx? I feel pretty sad. <laughs> oh, is that a one phase on um, dogs? Yeah. If you have to go into a second damage phase, is that? Basically the same as wiping to orcs. Oh, no, wait, hold on. You you you're misunderstanding no. me. You're misunderstanding I, I me. That. I never I never say anything about whether the stakes are the same. The stakes are different, obviously. And the and the feeling but, inherently. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Feeling is stakes. Stakes is feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um But just what you would do in a damage phase is generally the same. Uh-huh. And that's well, what no, I'm 
in a damage no, phase, you wouldn't go full bore. You would try to save some of your ammo, specifically so that in the next phase mm. you can do it again. You wouldn't pop your supers. You would just, you know, try to I bring him sure. down to a manageable level to get through the damage. Uh, deep I, 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 I disagree. With that, but... I, I, I disagree with that because I can't think of a of a raid boss in Destiny 2, obviously, um, that I don't immediately pour every single ounce of everything <laughs> I have into him. Yeah. Where you can like, one phase him, sure, but if you go into Callus and you burn all your heavy ammo getting him to the DPS check, then you're going to fail the DPS check. Well, that, I we, mean, I, I, half the time I do the DPS check with a shotgun. Like, I mean, I guess I that's true if I run out of shotgun ammo too, then I. How the I hell are you DPSing Callus with a shotgun? No, I mean, I DPS him with a whisper, and then when it comes to the DPS check, I whip out my shotgun and I run up next to him. Uh huh. Oh. Right, you, you yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, and and I also think that it, I I kind of I'm I'm kind of trying like I'm not trying to I'm kind of the middleman here between your guys' opinions because I can I I am more so into the story than Tin is, but I can see that even the the, the first thing to go when I start repeating a um, a raid, the first feeling that I lose is the intensity of DPS checks. That is the first thing. Like, when I replay Last Wish now, I get amped up during Shirochi's ad clear phase. The, the, the knights attacking the plates is, like, the noise that it makes still gets me going. But when we get to Riven, when we, tell, when we get out of the parkour and get to Riven, I'm like, alright, time to shoot her in the mouth a bunch, and then run into her stomach. And oh yeah, her. and that's the problem with that is that there is no stakes anymore, because yeah. you know if you fail, you can just retry like a quick five minutes thing that, right that can be said of any video game so, i mean if you go right. into that's what i'm saying you go into it's dead space and you're like oh okay i'm going to you know here's a horror game and all this stuff is going to happen and i got killed well there goes the you no, know no. fear because worst case scenario i just pop back from I, the I beginning think, and I, all I just, over again i think i think the main difference is that dead space you don't play over and over again but raids you do and the that's my that's my point with DPS checks. It, it works great for me, and hopefully Tim too. The first time, the first few times, and then after you figure out, it's like, okay, I just <laughs> shoot him. <laughs> All right, Duke, let's get your take on this because you keep getting run over by everybody. No, you're good. <laughs> everybody is good, man. Um, no, I think I think that um, I mean because I hate dogs, but. Doc is fun. I think. I mean, when you think about it, I think it's it's basically that that thing where you're trying to figure out what. First of all, it's figuring out what to use or what you can use because ultimately you want to try to burn everything down um, in one phase if you can. Um, I just think that one of the things, um, if you're thinking about dogs or something like that, is um, figuring out what weapons to use. Because honestly, when um, the Vanilla D2 um, came out, it wasn't it wasn't a lot of good DPS options out there. <laughs> you know, I mean, we once you merciless. found that. We had Merciless, Pulse well, Grenade, Darcy, had and Merciless. Yeah. But then once you found out that once you found out that you can use um, Sins of the Past, for, I remember going into raid groups, um, and this is before I was with um, Solarian, 
going into rave groups and people be like, oh, no, don't use that. <laughs> I mean, it's going to, it's going to, um, you're not going to, you're going to kill yourself or whatever, like using sins of the past. <laughs> and then after a while, you know, you figure out, you find um, different techniques and ways to use. And then all of a sudden now you use the sins of the past to go ahead and do the DPS that you want to do mm-hmm. to the dog or something like that. So. I, I think that's think, because early on in D2, people still remembered how uh, rockets with cluster bombs worked in D1, which is that cluster bombs only work to ex- increase the damage radius, but you couldn't hit multiple enemies with the, or one enemy multiple times with the cluster. They just took right. a set amount of damage. In D2, that got changed, and we saw the first taste of that, if you remember, with um, Axis in Wrath of the Machine. It was the first time we saw that change. Right, so right, right. People went into dogs going, oh, you're just going to do the same damage as a rocket, and then it turns out, oh, shit, no, this rocket hits them like nine fucking times. And then a year later, the cluster bomb cheese. <laughs> uh-huh. <Yep. laughs> yeah. Well, that is... Yeah, I know. That, it's, it's machine, natural... Or, uh, or, what the fuck was it? Sins of the Past was cluster bomb cheese. No, yeah, I'm just saying, like, you... Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were talking about how people were resistant to the idea of cluster bombs because of their, you know, habits that formed, and then now we're at the point where cluster bombs are notorious for, mm-hmm. you know, attacking the same enemy repeatedly to the point where it breaks the final boss of the last switch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, just just that growth is pretty interesting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, dupe, you were saying, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean exactly, exactly what you guys have been talking about. I mean, I think that. Oh, hold on, I'm sorry. I'm playing Crucible. Um, <laughs> I think I'm that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that when you, when you, when you, when you, when it comes down to it, it's it's really about finding that. That, that weapon that's going to actually... I mean, it's that satisfac- that power satisfaction that we all look for, you know? Satisfy so, the power I mean, fantasy. Yeah, so once we find that, you know what I'm saying, it's kind of hard. It, it becomes a crutch, and then sometimes it do make that content unreplayable because, you know, you've already found what you're looking for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, Tim and Dislike were just talking about that with the nerf to Whisper uh, when you left that it was such a good gun that did, like, it was so powerful in every way that you basically couldn't use anything else, because Whisper was the best in every way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is why it's such a good job, it's such a good thing that they nerfed it yes. the way they did. Specifically the way they did, too. The, the <laughs> reserve Back me on this. Dropping it to 9 fucking sucked. Dropping it to 12 should have been better. Yes or <laughs> no? As a console player. Dropping it to what? Dropping it nine. to 12 instead of 9. Nine bullets in the reserves for Whisper of the Worm. Yeah, they've dropped it to nine. Uh, it would have been better to drop it to twelve. What do you think? I think dropping it to tw- well, it depends. So, I mean, if you if you're hitting your shots, then yeah, it's it's fine. Who cares how many bullets you got as long as you got more than three? You know. <laughs> but but this was but the I, thing that I was bringing up earlier was that yeah technically you have infinite and shit they could reduce it to zero reserves three in the mag and you technically still have yeah. infinite. <laughs> oh but, man no. <laughs> right. But the difference the is you can't do like a strike and see a taking captain and go oh I'm gonna wisp pop out my whisper waste one of my you know limited right, shots right, right, on this right. guy and then swap back you can't do that anymore like you could before. 
No, no, you can't. You can't because um, every every um, every piece of ammo that you have now is important with the whisper. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You don't want to use that just prematurely. So you can't go out there and just like I wouldn't even run whisper for that reason. Like, what's mm -hmm. what's the use of me running it if I know I'm not going to be able to um, actually use it? You know, yeah. effectively. You know what I mean? There's there's very specific times when I run whisper. And that's when I know that there's a boss that I'm gonna want to melt quickly, and I'm willing to sacrifice my heavy slot to do that. Right. Which and I know, boss it. Yeah. Boss it. Not only do you want to melt quickly, but you know you can land consistent yes. headshots in because this you can't true, yeah. do the corrupted strike with. Oh, whisper. I agree, wholeheartedly. Yeah, I would can't. never bring it's, it's whisper not an option. corrupted. Her head's so tiny, <laughs> floats around all over the place. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I think I I just want to. Established. I th I think that this is a very good thing. Um, I think I may I I could be convinced that maybe it went a little too far and they could bring it up to twelve to, to allow a little bit of wiggle room. You're not so that you're not completely sacrificing your heavy slot. But I it needed the reserve hit. It was too. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will admit it did yeah. need a nerf, but yeah. they went way overhanded on it. Way too heavy-handed on it. I, in my I don't opinion, know. I don't. I don't personally think so. I. Um, they have I, to hit a sweet a, spot. No, they yeah, have. You're a this PC is a sweet player. spot. Okay, here's the sweet spot. You don't give a shit about, about having about. to miss because you never miss. Okay. I would, yeah. no. I. I just. I, I, I don't know. I. I, miss I would actually. I would actually of, say that. Um, it doesn't seem like we bring whisper into different uh scenarios. Like I bring, and 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 then there's you know like. If I'm in, in a nightfall, I bring Whisper if I want to kill the boss and I can hit the headshots. And that's, you know, yeah. ignoring Corrupted. I don't mm -hmm. bring it on Corrupted. You know, I bring it on a Word of Nothing. That one's a good one. Got the oh, big yeah, old yeah. eye. Um, yeah. You know, and, you know, stuff like this. But I don't bring it if I'm going to be killing. I think, the, I think the smallest bosses I ever bring Whisper on is the bosses in the Whisper activity when I'm carrying someone through. Because they don't move that much. And their heads are pretty big compared to where they are. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's one difference that you console players wouldn't bring them on because I still struggle to hit we, headshots yeah. on those guys. <laughs> we do. Even those in guys. fact, uh, it whisper is in fact the best way to clear that specific mission. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think the difference is because we have to deal with well, recoil, and I think we might have to deal with uh, scope jump from getting hit a lot more than PC does. So for us, it's a lot easier to miss our shots. Go ahead, Dupe. What I was going to say, too, I mean, just along the lines, like, so Whisper is one of the best heavies to do when, after you get it to go and help get other people mm -hmm. through um, the Whisper run, um, especially when you have to do it um, on its prestige mode, whatever it is, it's hard mode, so you can get the yep. uh, catalyst complete. But mm -hmm. um, what I would say is that I mean, here on console, and I think you just alluded to it a little bit, is that, you know, with the zoom being the way it is, they don't move a lot, but they move enough that if you aren't, you know, if you can't keep a consistent headshot going on it, it's going to kill you. It's, it's not, it's going to hurt what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, so technically, like, several times when I've gotten people through the Whisper run, I always go to Polaris Lance. Because Hello. Polaris right. Lance. Another Polaris Lance fan. Yeah. Because <laughs> 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 you know the Lance gives you, they, that gives you ammo back too on repeated um, headshot <laughs> hits. So I always go that route. And something else that, in fact, you just uh, reminded me of is 
So on PC, you guys, because you don't have any aim assist, you don't have to deal with this. But on console, we have our aim assist where obviously it wants to drag, you know, yeah. what you're aiming or drag your aim point to what you're aiming at. But it's not constant. It's when you first, and this is dependent on the aim assist stat, how strong it pulls on what you're trying to aim at and also how long it will do so. So with Whisper, it's very low. So it'll try to pull slightly towards it and then it'll stop pulling. Mm -hmm. PC, you guys don't have this. We have this concern where you know we'll aim at his head and it'll pull it towards him, but it also will let go, and then we have to do the rest of the fine tuning ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it actually changes the way guns feel, and that's mm -hmm. something you guys never have to worry about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, what I, I do believe that, us, yeah, I do believe that guns should be balanced differently, whether you're on PC or console. But I can, that would I can make it very that. difficult for. For devs to you know, <laughs> oh, really Bungie, program yeah. that in, that would be pretty hard for them to do so. Especially well, in a world where they're probably thinking about eventually moving to cross-platform. Yeah, yeah, but, well, all but ideally, it should be balanced differently. Yeah, Just my like point was that with with that Amos's change thing that we have to worry about, it makes it a lot easier for us to miss headshots even on bosses because mm -hmm. you know the gun's going to be feeling differently as we're trying to land our shots. Whereas on PC, you don't have that concern. Yeah, which mm -hmm. makes it. Sure a bit harder for us to use on console and a, yeah. a lot higher yeah. risk. Sure. And the other thing that I want to say is that specifically the reason why they chose that number, I feel, is that there's a sweet spot where, you know, if you, if you, um, you know how normally you go into an activity with half of your power ammo? Um, if you go into an activity and then you swap to Whisper without getting any extra power ammo, you're going to start with two Whisper ammo. So... I feel like that's a very specific number that they're trying to hit. I think if they would have made it 11 instead of 12, I would have been happier because then I could look at it and go, okay, I've got three mags to do damage and I've got two random shots that I can use on enemies. Mm. You know, even at max, when I'm at max ammo, I can always look at this and go, okay, you know what? I can burn mm. off two shots killing important enemies and still have three mags worth of shots on the boss. Yeah. Nine, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, at nine, when you transfer over to it, you're not going to have enough to proc mm -hmm. the perk. Mm -hmm. um, they, they could special but case. Nine is, yeah. They, they, if they want to make sure that people aren't just uh, sitting on Whisper until they get to the boss, then switching. Because I, I, I do think that's, you know, unless you have full heavy ammo, that shouldn't really be a thing because that's way too cheesy. Um, but I think that it should, the way it works right now is how it should stay aside from. You know, I, I could get behind having a little bit extra reserves because it is true. I I don't use my whisper until I get to the boss, flat out. I never it never even crossed my mind because if I can't proc yeah. white nail, then I've just kneecapped. You know, I now have instead of three chances, I have two chances or maybe even one chance if I try and take out some enemies with whisper. You know, it it did it's a incredible, um, incredible risk, which is interesting. I I just wish I could use it a little bit elsewhere because. I, like you I, can't, yeah. <laughs> what's the name of the uh the Forsaken Boss Strike, the one who brought everyone back, not the Mindbender, the one that's a strike? Oh, uh the 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 Hollow Lair? Yeah, oh, Hollow Lair. The worst yeah. one. <laughs> the one that <laughs> yeah, has a tank in it. Fanatic. Like mm -hmm. it, ha yeah, it has it has a 
it has a spider tank in it, which was, you know, it was the quintessential target for Black Hammer and Black Spindle because you can shoot his legs and stuff. You can't even use Spindle in that mission to take out the tank (laughs) because if one of your buddies breaks the leg when you've got two shots on (laughs) it and now you can't land a third, you've just wasted three shots of ammo. Right. And you can't afford to lose three shots. And that's how horrible it is. Even on mini bosses, you can't use the Spindle. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, you could do it on Black Armory in Burger Forge. Because you There's have a lot of time. Burgo- Burgosia? Burgosia. Burger Forge. Burger, yeah. Burger Forge. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I often use um, Black Whisper. Oh, fuck. Black, Black Whisper. Black Whisper. <laughs> uh, Whisper in, in Burgosia because it's very easy to just snipe Walker from far away. Yeah, that's that's a good place I can see it too. And then it's also such a short encounter. But once again, that's the final boss. Right? Yeah, There's no, you know, you're not going to finish the tank off and then have to go fight a boss afterwards. It's just, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that's it. Right. Yeah. So it's kind I think, of the going back I to could, that whole thing. Yeah, I think actually my my opinion on the nerf has changed a little bit to that now. That I think that's a little bit too hard after talking through this because I never realized how exactly little I. I don't think it would kill Whisper or uh, make Whisper too crazy to be able to fire off a couple shots at some random enemies along the way. <laughs> um, yeah, if yeah. 24 was way too much, but yeah. 11 would be fine. I, I also think, though, I would rather have Whisper too weak than too powerful. Yes. <laughs> because I mean, the moment it becomes can, too powerful, it becomes the default. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> and even but, being as weak as it is, it's, so it's, I think the reason why... Well, I, I, I was going to say, I think the reason why they nerfed it is because of how reliable it is in those boss fights. You know what I mean? Well, I think the reason why they nerfed Whisper is because you were not punished at all for using it in every scenario, even though it's supposed to be a boss damage gun. I can, you know, it, it, and more extreme than what we were saying with, you know, maybe you could use it to handle a couple majors along the way. It wasn't that. It was use it for whatever the hell you want because you have twenty four ammo and you're never gonna run out. Um, well, that's the thing. <laughs> I think it wasn't supposed to be a boss damage no, gun. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be a callback to you know Black Hammer and Black Spindle from D one, and those guns were, you know, they were snipers. They weren't even heavy weapons. They were interesting. Uh, they were th- special weapons. I think they had to and, know in. In the uh, in the sandbox that they brought black, uh, oh my god, whisper, <laughs> black whisper, uh, black whisper. The the sandbox that they brought whisper into with the perk that it has, and how utterly lacking people were of a a boss damage gun. I think they we knew were, that though. Had we had sleeper. Well, but well, the sleeper came out before spindle. I I think I completely disagree in that whisper with that perk is not a boss gun and could be anything else. The perk is made to shoot things that don't move and have a big crit, yeah. which it's, is boss. That's what, it's, that's what it's most powerful for, yes, I will mm-hmm. admit, but that's not... it. At the end of the day, it's a sniper, and mm-hmm. it's a boss damage sniper, and it has all the cons that come with being a sniper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this push to have it just a boss damage gun is detrimental, and also... It completely forgets what the entire history of you know Spindle was. Spindle was the oh shit, there's a big dude. Can I get a headshot on him? Mm-hmm. Gun. Mm-hmm. I I would say that 
Um, I mean, obviously, I don't have the sentimental uh, <laughs> anything yeah. towards Destiny <laughs> one. I think I think it is a little bit dangerous to say that guns should always work the way they originally did and never change. Um, yeah, I right. And, yeah, there's a change to it. I'm just. My yeah. <laughs> whole counterpoint was that you said that it's just a boss damage gun, and I was saying no, it's not just a boss damage gun. That's not what it was in, built for. It. That's it was just a what sniper. it's fallen into now. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it it's turned a, into, but that's identity, not what yeah. its intent was. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think the intent of, um, Whis- Last Whisper as it is when it got first release in Destiny Two is what? What do you think it? What do you think I thought that, that intended for? I thought that it was so we were still dealing with people weren't too happy with Warmind. They definitely weren't happy with Curse of Osiris. This was pre-Forsaken. They wanted Destiny to feel like Destiny again. And so they were bringing back callbacks with uh, Sleeper Simulant and Whisper of the Worm, which was Black Spindle. And they were giving us, you know, hidden strikes and hidden missions to get these guns, you know, making it feel like Destiny 1 again and making them more powerful than they were in Destiny 1 to make people go, okay, you know what? This is a sequel. We're properly actually progressing and advancing as players. We're getting more powerful because we're getting all the old stuff that we had before and it's better. Hmm. And that's all it was. It was just, you know, Whisper of the Worm was Black Spindle, but better. Uh, sleeper okay. simulant was sleeper simulant, but better. Mm-hmm. But I, I was just gonna say that um, I think maybe I don't think we should have gotten any of our guns back from D one. You'll get really oh. roasted for saying that. <laughs> well, the I, reason why I say that. Well, the reason why I say that is because the reason why people <laughs> wanted more of the the weapons, more of the armor, and stuff like that back is because we got a taste of it during Vanilla D2 with doing the Mita multi-tool and everything like that. And my thing is, is that if this is supposed to be... In D2, it's a completely different game than D1, period, all the way around. So if they wanted to keep with that model, I mean, they should have... I mean, we lost everything. They should have kept it like that and just refresh, maybe bring things back in a different way, like so, like the oxygen SR three or whatever. I think that's the SR4. name of it. The, mm-hmm. the, the scout SR SR four. The scout. That's just a, a makeup of the hung jury, which was a beast in D one. If you had a hung jury um, when it first came out, because they nerfed it a little bit towards the end of um, D one, but I mean that's the only thing it is. So give me. I'd rather had the reskin than the actual gun. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but I, but I think another issue you have then is you have three years of lore and world building and all this grimoire about you know the last word and Thorn and Mida and yeah, all these I things. Agree. And when you leave yeah. all that behind to going, oh, it's a new game. You know, it's a persistent yeah. world except for all this stuff that you knew and loved and you know all that stuff. Yeah, I would people had stories about Galarhorn. And I, Gallarhorn isn't back, but Gallar, like Gallarhorn was so popular, it's literally a holiday on Reddit. <laughs> Gallarhorn Day. Yeah, okay, they left it behind because it's broken. But I, mean, I, I would when, also when you have that kind of sentimental attachment to guns, you can't just completely forget about them. I would, I would say that uh, they've been doing actually a really good job with the recent hand cannons they've been bringing up because they're not just bringing them up in the state they were in Destiny 1, they're changing them and adding to them and reworking them a little bit while keeping the aesthetics oh. the same. And I think that's a really positive way of doing it. 
It's huge. Ace of Spades is fucking amazing gun. And Ace of Spades is basically Ace of Spades from Destiny 1 and the first curse from Destiny 1 combined. Mm. And then Thorn originally, as I understand it, was just a dot gun. All it did was just your shots apply to dot. And now it's got this... What you currently have, Thorn basically right now is post-nerf Thorn from Destiny 1. And when you kill an enemy and pick up the soul it becomes the pre-nerf gun yeah which i think is i think the the picking up of the the souls is actually a really interesting mechanic and a cool yes. way to mix up using Absolutely. the gun um over you know just mm-hmm. here's door here's thorn is exactly the same as d1 which is also maybe is possibly part of the reason why whisper was one of the rougher ports up um from destiny one is because it was just a copy from uh it, in this state but it wasn't uh, black spindle right it it actually wasn't. Uh, wasn't so whisper. What is it? So yes, black nail or a white nail was uh, landing three headshots, reloads the magazine. Mm-hmm. The difference was in D one, it reloaded it from reserves, and well, that that was it. It's it reloaded from reserves. So you didn't have instant. You didn't have infinite. You had as much ammo as you had. Also, white nail increased the precision multiplier than any other sniper rifle had and whisper had the highest base impact of any sniper rifle and it Uh still does it has the highest impact of any sniper rifle even compared to uh, others in the same rpm yeah this is true so yeah it 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 was a black hammer essentially is what it was black hammer in d1 was Mm -hmm. a legendary sniper rifle that when you landed three headshots gave it back three shots didn't reload right and that got nerfed and changed into the exotic black spindle Which is, okay, and okay, so so Black Hammer was nerfed and wasn't it removed at one point, right? Uh, it was not removed, but it was not brought forward. So it was you couldn't infuse it, and it was at whatever its max gear level was, yeah. which was three hundred when you know six hundred was uh, the <clears throat> update. So Black Hammer was um, was the original Whisper, yeah, but less powerful. Okay. It did less damage. And, and, and and black spindle is high damage, not uh, the same perk. Um, uh, same perk, but it got changed to just reload instead of yeah, refund. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I I think that so they've essentially combined two guns then when they brought Whisper of the Worm up, up right? Is that what I'm getting? Uh, they they basically just made it black hammer again. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the got it. In- got it. the <laughs> increased damage. Uh, the increased precision multiplier from white nail is purely D two, mm-hmm. right, right, and it. also the in- yeah. the out of uh, out of RPM impact range is also purely D two. So maybe this is part of the problem then with Whisper the Worm is that when it was brought up, they didn't change anything from Black Hammer, which is the original form before nerf and then rework and then nerf and then whatever. But they, they didn't need back to in the, orig- in the original form. They didn't need to what? They didn't need to change it. The reason why Black Hammer was such... So back in D1, the two guns that everybody had... Actually, the three guns. This was like the god archetype was... Mm. Uh, what was that hand cannon from from Vault of Glass? Well, there was a hand cannon. And it was essentially mm. Ace of Spades, but a legendary hand cannon. Black mm. Hammer, which was essentially Whisper of the Worm. <coughs> Gallerhorn. Yeah. And that's what everybody ran. Mm-hmm. And... They didn't need to change anything. It was such an ungodly powerful in every situation sniper. There's no mm. reason to change a perk. Well, but that the reason would be 
for change's sake. Like like Dupp was saying, you know, he, I mean, he was saying don't bring any guns forward at all because it's a brand new game. And I was saying, well, maybe if you change up the perks like they have been doing, I think that's a positive way. They didn't mm-hmm. do that with Whisper, and it's also been a huge point of issue with them because they took the stance that, hey, this is exactly how you remember it. And obviously it's influenced from, you know, the play to nostalgia. I mean, maybe not obviously, but it could have been influenced by the play to nostalgia. Hey, remember when, remember Black Hammer? Everyone loved that gun because it was super OP and here it is, same <laughs> OP. And But they haven't really changed weapons. They haven't changed the exotic perks for a whole lot of really iconic weapons. Lord of Wolves is the biggest one, going from buffing to double burst. Mm-hmm. All of the other exotics, you know, they haven't really changed. Hard Light is another They're... one that got really changed. All but of them the, just got improved. Ace of the, Spades became Ace of Spades plus First Curse. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Thorn yeah. became Thorn that becomes better Thorn. But I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily even say it's it's better. I guess in the context of the, the final forms of these guns where some of them have been nerfed, then it's better because Thorn has a buffed dot compared to what it was before. But you know, they they don't come up in the exact same form. They I would say Thorn's Thorn's perk changes are pretty substantial. The whole gameplay loop of yeah. running to pick up orbs completely changes how yeah. you play the game, and That's I can imagine game. should be completely different than how you played with Thorn at the end of D1. And also, okay, well, then my, my take on what it. What about the last word? The last word is literally the same thing. It's a low-range, it? high-impact, <laughs> high-rate-of-fire, full-auto. That's it. I, I need to look up the last word, which I'm doing right now, uh, original perks. I believe it, the original they're... perks were increased range and uh, aim assist while shooting from the hip. The what they changed with the last word now is that there's the buff that you stack as you get hip shots, and that when you stack it higher and higher, um, gives higher target acquisition and improves reload speed for the next reload. That's right. A... They took the they took the the perk. They nerfed it, and it comes up stronger as you land hits. Whereas yeah. in D one, it it wasn't as nerfed. But once yeah. again, it's the exact same perk. It just takes slightly longer to get up. And it doesn't oh. change how you play with the, ga- the gun. It doesn't. Uh, okay, I will give you that. It doesn't change how you play with the gun. It's still the same gun in that regard. It's just the, the perk is different. It's just the same same kind of thing, different way of saying it. You know? <laughs> my, we my, can say the same for Whisper. It's the same thing. It's You get three shots back. Oh, and it does a lot more damage now. Mm-hmm. I mean, My take how, on the, how... the whole exotic thing is that it's like rather than rather than trying to change the weapon just to change the weapon, or rather than just trying to create new weapons, you can't always just come up with new ideas, right? Some of the old ideas are very good, like Black Spindle or Black Hammer, I see. What's the real I mean, original form? Yeah. Yeah, I mean the last yeah, wish... how do you change the... how do you change three headshots give you back ammo? Well, you've got triple tap, three headshots give you back one. You've got triple double, three headshots give you back two. What I'm saying is that you wouldn't because the idea is so good that you don't have to. The idea is just sound, right? I I like Whisper as it is. It doesn't need to be changed. And I think bringing it forward is a good idea because it was already a good gun. I mean, it might have been overpowered, but that's a different discussion. Um... Same with the last word. They don't need it. I mean, they might have nerfed it, but as, at its core, it's still pretty good. Um, and then when they bring over Thorn, they made they made the gameplay even better on it, rather than just it being a dot, which is kind of boring, right? Yeah, effective but not interesting. Yeah, well, it might have been good, kind of but it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the point is, 
guns mechanically should should have something going on, rather than just mm. you know being something that does damage. Which I think I yeah. agree with all of that. <laughs> so, dupe, um, what do you think on this whole whisper perk conversation? <laughs> um. Hmm. Oh, I'm trying to snipe this guy. Sorry. Um. <laughs> well, uh, it, it I'm is honestly, about it, it is honestly one yeah. of the hardest things to t to consider. It's it's not an easy question. Otherwise, it'd be fixed by now. <laughs> Which you know. You know, it's funny because this was a PVE episode, and it's turned into let's discuss Whisper. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, Whisper is used more in PVE. Yeah. We haven't really talked about. I mean, I guess we have with Thorn, but only as examples towards or against Whisper. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Should we just move on to our next topic then? Sure. Favorite activities slash encounters. Favorite activities slash encounters. So. Um, the new thorn well, strike. We've... The new thorn strike. The new thorn strike is one of is some some of the most um, legitimately challenging gameplay in the game right now, in a really positive well, way. So remind me which one that one is, because when I think of that, I think of the last word one where you have to shoot the no. three ghosts. I, I thought that one was I thought that one was entertaining, but it's it's fine. But the thorn strike is a. It's modified Sabathun song where the modifiers are increase all enemy damage, increase enemy melee attack damage, increase enemy health, take away the radar, oh. and disable stagger. Right. So, yeah. uh, you guys didn't play this in D1, so you didn't get to experience this. No. No. Uh, Thorn was a quest weapon in vanilla D1, and first off, it had, as part of its quest, it had its PvP segment, much like this Thorn does. Yeah. And it was actually a lot harder back then. You had to get void kills. Mm. Back then, only warlocks and titans had uh, void subclasses. <laughs> and titans had defender. Uh, hunters mm. did not have a void subclass whatsoever. So you either had to use fusion grenades or a void heavy to complete this. I am a hunter main. Oof. Thorn fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't lose progress. I don't Think. Could you dupe? I think you could, maybe. if um, I remember correctly. Uh, no, you, you couldn't. couldn't. You could. You could. Maybe I was mixing up with the last word. And yeah. okay, so yeah, it yeah, last word. Holy shit! So you could <laughs> couldn't lose progress, but you had to do that, and then you had to complete a strike at the end. And that's basically like I'm just I'm just raving about how awesome this quest is. That it's the D1 vanilla quest for Thorn improved to D2. You know, they just brought it back. You do the PvP thing, and then you do this crazy-ass, hard-as-fuck strike mm. to get your gun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just love the callback there. Yeah, and the reasoning I have for it is never in any PvE thing am I so afraid of two thralls. And I love it. <laughs> because it's like, you, you, I feel actually vigilant. I have to abuse the mechanics that the game's laid out for me. Like, my, my preferred strat for that strike is to run two Celestial Nighthawk, one Orpheus Rig. Orpheus Rig for the orbs, and also the invisibility dodge, which helps for dunking the ball, especially during the boss fight. And then the Celestial Nighthawks to to, to one-shot the knights that spawn on either side. But, like, you can get into this 
this class comp composition uh, strategy. And then when you're playing the thing, you have to like make sure you're using line of sight at all times. You have to make sure your head's on a swivel to make sure thralls don't sweep, uh, sneak up to you. And if you die, it's not because of some mechanic or anything. It's because you didn't see them and you failed. And it's <laughs> the, the difficulty. I, I love difficulty like that and how hard it is. And that's why it is currently my favorite um, activity in Destiny 2 because it's the one that I actually have to try and feel legitimately accomplished for completing every time. I, I feel like you would have enjoyed Arc Burn Light Switch Omnigool from mm-hmm. Destiny 1. Oh, so Omnigool was Omnigool. a <laughs> Omnigool was a strike where you had to burn the boss down but while you're in the boss room there's infinitely spawning Thrall who do arc damage and mm-hmm. Exploder Thrall who spawn behind you who do arc mm-hmm. damage. Arc burn and D1 was uh, triple damage. It wasn't 50% increase. It was 300% increase of the elemental <laughs> damage. Damn. And uh, what was the element where enemies, enemy melees do 600% damage here in D, D2 that they changed it? It wasn't light switch. Uh, what was the other one? I can't remember. The one where your radar goes away. Blackout. Blackout, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Light switch was the original blackout, except it was eight hundred percent. So while you were oh, doing yeah. Omnigool, you had infinitely spawning thrall in front of you, exploder thrall expo- spawning behind you, and they spawn on like twenty second timers. And you had to burn a boss down through a maze, essentially. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was fucking t- horrible. It was when that was the strike, you would legitimately spend close to an hour trying to get through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I I feel like I would have the it's because you know I love the raids in this game, but they're so mechanically focused that it's not you know when I lose it's because someone didn't do something right and not because <laughs> you know I got legitimately bested by the enemies in the encounter. But the thorn strike is the first time I've really felt like individual fear for the enemies within the game, and that's why <laughs> I'm having so much fun with it right now. When whenever someone in the clan needs some help with getting that on PC, I'm always like, yeah, me. Me, I'll get you. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like oh, my personal I, I favorite activity is probably still the whisper, the whisper uh, run. Yeah. That one, that one. The host of parkour is a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> really the engaging parkour is what I'll say. The whisper jumping puzzle is like the closest thing we've gotten to the piss and jumping puzzle in King's Fall in all of D two, and I like mm-hmm. it. I love speed running it. Yeah, yeah. I got. I, I can make yeah. it to the make it to the first enemy room in four minutes. That's my record. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think my record is three minutes thirty seven seconds, and I have it on YouTube. I'll have to yeah. check. I need to pull out a. I need to pull out a World Line Zero and skate across with my Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. See, but See that's the thing. I. I did it back in uh, Warmind before they buffed. Uh, before they buffed Warlock, no, because that was in the fa- Go Fast update. Yeah, but yeah, before no Go World, <laughs> that's literally what it was called. It was called the I, Go I Fast. Know. Update. Yeah. I, I skip. I missed it, but I've heard about it. It's a really funny name. <laughs> um, yeah, it was before Forsaken, anyways. Yeah. Oh shit! You know what I really miss? Dupe. <laughs> What's that? What was the Vault of Glass exotic? Oh, uh, 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 I, I know this one class? too. 
Vex Mythoclast. Mythoclast, yeah. that's the one. I don't know what it does, I, I just know the, the name. It's a fusion <laughs> rifle auto rifle. Hmm. So it was an auto rifle that fired uh, fusion rifle bolts instead of normal shots. Yeah. You, do you mean linear fusion rifle? No, I mean a fusion oh, rifle. A fusion like rifle. You, you charge it up and it fires seven bolts. It was yep. one of those, except instead of charging up, it just fired bolts like an auto rifle. Huh. Weird. So, and it was oh, right, right. It was stupidly yeah, it, fucking broken. It, it was. Even when they bought it back in uh, Rise of Iron. Hmm. Well, even pre right yeah, after they buffed in Rise of Iron, but even before that, it was still pretty yeah. stupid. It was like four headshots killed with it when the next best auto rifle did six. And originally in vanilla D1, it was three headshots to kill, and it had 21 round magazine. And it killed in like 0.4 seconds. <laughs> There's videos you can see of people who went into a free for all and went like 37 kill zero deaths with it. <laughs> nice. <sighs> all right. So, Tenlon, what's your favorite? Because we heard well, you liked. Yeah, Whisper. Oh, like the whisper. Yeah. oh yeah, Whisper. <laughs> Dupe, what's your favorite? Um, I think I'm going to have to say uh, Shattered Throne. <laughs> That's my Didn't favorite hate. activity. PVE <laughs> wise. Yeah, yeah I, I hate it, but <laughs> you no, hate it, but it's your favorite. It's my favorite. Because I, I want to solo it. I, I really want to solo <laughs> it really bad. It's definitely difficult. <laughs> so but, it's not even your yeah. favorite because it's fun. It's your favorite because you want to get good at it. I want to get good at it. Fair. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, what's our next topic? Anybody got the uh, show notes open? Uh, or are we all playing I'm Destiny while we? <laughs> I'm actually playing. We're all Sekiro. playing Destiny. Or... I'm playing Sekiro. <laughs> oh, good on you, buddy. I I was talking oh. about difficulty, and then I was like, wait, I have this game. <laughs> um, <let's see. laughs> okay, so is this is a Destiny podcast, but I'm just gonna go off on a rant about From Software real fast, and say oh, there's. No. Eight- <laughs> It's complete fucking bullshit. We haven't gotten another armored core. Neat. What? Armored core. Oh, is that like one of their original series? It it's like original. They had twelve fucking games out for it. Armored core one through wow. five. Another age. Uh, Ninebreaker. <laughs> Raven. Uh, fuck what? Else? Four answer. Uh, <laughs> a, a shitload. They have. There's legitimately like twelve armored core games, and they're all like. From software, stupidly fucking hard games, but they're giant fighting robots. It's fucking amazing with tons of customization. And we haven't gotten one since Armored Core 5, which was like 10 years ago. It's bullshit. We got a new Ace Combat, but not Armored Core. I have played uh, Dark Souls 1 and I have played Sekiro. So I am by no means a hardcore (laughs) From Software fan. I just, I saw Sekiro and I I was intrigued by the, the combat system. I've been and playing From time. Software games since Armored Core 2, which came out in, like, 96. In fact, <laughs> nice. you might not even have been born in 96. <laughs> Wait, let me... Uh, no, I was nope. definitely uh, not nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So, I've been playing From Software games before you two even existed. <laughs> and it's bullshit that we have <laughs> not gotten another fucking installment of that series. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That's a pretty, nice. Good, that's a pretty good flex. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Just want to talk about your least favorite anything. I can tell you about my least favorite strike. 
It's a goddamn oh, yeah. hollowed lair one. <laughs> I like hollowed lair. Ooh. I don't like it because the last boss is the worst boss in the whole game. The last Fanatic. boss ain't shit. The Fanatic has two <laughs> immune phases. Two Did you play through one? I don't even know how this works. Exodus Crash was the Nightfall. Oh yeah, and I, I also hate Exodus Crash. Yeah, I and he has everyone six. Exodus Crash. He, <laughs> he has like six <laughs> immune phases, and it would be heartburn, <laughs> and you know, a uh, fucking shank would float over within fifty feet of you onto the same platform, and then you'd cease to exist. <laughs> I think everyone Me. universally hates uh, yeah. Exodus Crash. I yep. can't. I don't know can't of a person. Confirm I hate just, Exodus like, Crash. Yeah, just just uh, really long for no reason. <laughs> I will say I don't hate Exodus Crash. In fact, I like having the reason why I like it is it's one of the few strike bosses we have that don't have a stomp attack that fights <laughs> close range. Neat. There's. What other boss is there that you can get up? You know, you can get in their face, shotgun them, punch them, and they'll punch you back, and it goes back and forth. Yeah, okay, there's immune phases thing that needs to get worked out, but as an actual concept, having a small size boss that's in your face, that's entirely unique. I think that's fair. Yeah. It's just the everything around it is the bad part. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. The the part where you have to go collect all the lights. Ugh. The, the part where we have to stand next to the ghost as he just oh. hovers around the thing. <laughs> yeah. Fun interactive gameplay that one was. <laughs> well, oh, man. Uh, back in D1, just... people wanted more horde mode kind of stuff. And horde I mode. think that strike was an attempt to satisfy the player base <laughs> with having smaller enemies without a stomp attack with horde mode. Which was, mm. you know, all stuff people wanted in D1. And the execution has its issues, yes. Uh, but aside from the immune phase, I think it it worked really well. What I don't understand is why Bungie doesn't just add a horde mode, <laughs> like not <laughs> not did. like a... reckoning. Reckoning, yeah, we have is... the reckoning. I I'm talking like uh, how would I define it? Um, you are in you an just area go in and survive and you kill as long enemies. As you can. I would say like point system almost like Nightfalls. You just the end. The waves get harder and harder and harder and harder and harder and harder and harder with uh like almost no end, and you score points or it's like time based. See how long you can last. There's nothing like that. There's always an end or a point to it, other than failure. Or, yeah. I think the reason they do that is because matchmaking would really suck. Oh yeah. What if you go into it and you start playing and one of your buddies drops out? Then what happens? Do they fill it in? What if they fill it in and the only, you know, somebody comes in not expecting to be in at wave 10 and get absolutely fucking stomped? Yeah. You know, I think there kind of has to be an end on stuff, unfortunately. There is a a way they could do it, I think, but I do acknowledge that it is uh, not an easy challenge, and that's probably why it hasn't been done yet. I just wish I want that. Uh, you know, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Gears of War, there's no level system, which I guess they could just you know remove like the do for Gambit, but then uh-huh. there would be no real progression. Like you could go in at level one or level fifty and do the same exact yeah. thing, and then you're getting rid of the power fantasy, the whole you know I'm growing and getting stronger thing for yeah. this match for this mode, and it kind of ruins power fantasy and you know yeah it people want it and. There may be a way to do it. 
I think I would rather have the dev focusing on more Destiny specific stuff than just, you know, a horde. Mm. I do also. I am. I know this is a little bit off topic again, but I am interested to see what the six man activity is in the next, uh, <laughs> the next DLC. Because that's no, all. That's not like... really off topic. That would be PVE. Well, yeah, I know, but not in the game yet. But anyway, I, I am intrigued. I'm very intrigued. That's a lot of players. <laughs> you know, for a, a six-man activity. Yeah. Well, they don't really define it. Gambit's technically eight players. I think it was supposed to be a PVE. I think they established that. I could be wrong though. Well, um, in that case, we have Escalation Protocol, which is twelve players. We have yeah, Blind Well, not, which is twelve players. Uh, the, the matchmaking aspect, though, and also when it's when it's match made like that, there's opportunities to make it. Uh, you know, be more, have more to it. Escalation Protocol, I think, is actually has a lot to it, but Blindwell does not. Blindwell has almost nothing to it. <laughs> Blindwell yeah. is another attempt at a horde mode, by the way. Oh yeah, hmm. and I would, I would say like, I don't know. I, I, I guess it boils down to I like Bungie and I want more things from them. <laughs> In the end, interesting. <laughs> Very controversial point, I know. Controversial. <laughs> Reddit would hate that. Hate that. You can't say you enjoy Bungie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not allowed. How, how much is Bungie paying? <laughs> oh, I, wish, I wish Bungie were paying podcast. me. In my podcast. I would chill for Bungie all day. <laughs> you know, funny and uh, fun fact, I actually applied for the community manager position. Oh, oh yeah? Cool. Yeah. Bungie is definitely on my list of places that I want to see if I can work at out of college for for programming for the record. Yeah. I just uh, see, you know, not there yet. <laughs> I don't have yeah. I don't have that level of skill. I'm just subreddit mod, multiple community mod. <laughs> That's still pretty cool though. I saw yeah, you were on the, cool. the 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 PUBG uh, subreddit mod. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm the head moderator of PUBG, and I was uh, one of the moderators of Near. The Nier Automata yeah. subreddit. Oh, yeah. There you oh, go. Okay. Which I could go <laughs> off about that game for fucking hours, but this is a Destiny podcast. We've already had one tangent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Dupe, <sighs> any topics you would like to discuss? <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of something to put together, but um, I can't think of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> It might be a good time to move over to the show notes. And I might have to stop playing the game here and actually just keep this open. Which kind of what's, sucks, your least, what's your least favorite public event? Ooh, yeah, that's a favorite. good <laughs> Servitors. Really? Servitors? Um, I think servitors. that's Because it's the easiest Because one. people don't know how the fuck to shoot the other three <laughs> servitors. It's like... That's true. It's like... <laughs> it's um, the Taken Blight one, but the difference was, at oh, least yeah, with the Taken Blight. Blight one, yeah. everybody went, holy shit, learn how the fuck to do Taken Blight, and then it stopped being an issue. With Servitors, nobody gives a <laughs> fuck about the little Servitors. It's like two places that Servitors <laughs> spawn in the game. No one knows. <laughs> Public <laughs> events is, is actually a fight against other pubs, not against <laughs> enemies. It's actually PvP the entire time. Little did we know... Uh, <laughs> Little did public we know, events were the original gambit. Public events were <laughs> uh, public events were Bungie testing out proof of concepts of how it feels to play against, uh, fight against other players in a PVE setting, 
in a, in a patrol public, event. <laughs> public <laughs> events are the reason why there is no matchmaking for raids because it shows you just how yes. yep. fucking yeah. incompetent yep. teammates are. <laughs> or, let me tell you, for when you're when you're on top of the power level grind for a precious week, all all people in uh <laughs> in matchmaking for PvE activities are competent. It's a very precious week. You're like six ninety. <laughs> And it's like a week after Destiny, uh, the DLC comes out, and you queue in a thing, and everyone else six ninety, and you just get it done, and then everyone becomes <laughs> six ninety, and you're like, "Well, there goes that." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least everyone doing Burgusia with me still knows how to whip out last whisper. Last whisper. Last whisper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the gun's name? Whisper <laughs> of whisper the We've Last been talking whisper. about the gun way too much. <laughs> it's it's Last a full Black auto hip fire sniper. Black whisper. Last Black Whisper uh, <laughs> spindle worm. <laughs> Dude, what's your least favorite public event? And why? And why? <sighs> you saw you saw the name? Yeah, yeah dupe. You're the uh, only person with the name Dupe. <laughs> um, my least Wait, favorite. Up? Have up? I been saying it wrong? Which one is Dupe? Dupe? I've been saying it wrong. Yeah. I am in the wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would say my least favorite would be the Blights because um, I always run into groups out there in the wild that do not know how to get it to go heroic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I my least see favorite is. Well, well, the other issue. Is... The, 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 what was it? The, the fire, the fire, the dome one. Whatever the, that one's called. Uh, the excavation. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no. You know, not, let not me change that. One, let me, let me, let me change that. The, the public events that are on the Tangled Shore. <laughs> those yeah. I hate. Oh, you mean the, the, the server one? <laughs> no, the <laughs> dead server one. That one's that one's annoying, yeah. Where where all the floaty things fly over to the one in the middle, and you have to shoot the floaty things to make it heroic. Either harvest, no, not either harvest. That's the I don't remember. You know, we know what we're talking about. It is either harvest, I think. I thought either harvest is on Tango Shore too. Um, That's difficult to make. That's just difficult to make heroic. Right. But the um, but people don't know like they be killing the um the guy the um cryopod one guy before cryopod <laughs> yeah I was the cryopod thing good old cryopod That's what Geo did like earlier crap. ruined some yeah uh, they, they, they told me about how awesome Lord of Wolves is and I'm like okay I'm gonna try it out on this public event and then I burned down the boss in like one and a half magazines whoopsie whoopsie. <laughs> I mean, the the worst part about that one is that it's it's a requirement for some to unlock some forges, right? To yeah, no, not event. forges for triumph. Triumph, and also forge, right? There's a forge quest that forces no, you to do no, that one. Not for ether harvest, because I, I have oh no, all, not I, not ether I, harvest. I just, cryopod, cryopod, cryopod. Oh, cryopod. Yeah, the Maybe? the forge quest, the the very second forge quest, I think, is like you the very talk second. To spider. Yeah, the, not the kind the, of second. Or well, yeah, second, the very second. I was gonna right. say the very first, and then I realized that was wrong. Um, <laughs> the the second quest to unlock the the one to unlock GoFan, and you like find a thing, and then you go talk to Spider, and Spider's like, "Yeah, just uh, go kill uh, melee some uh, fallen, and also do this public event heroic." 
and huh. everyone rants about how people just melt the boss and not make it heroic because they need it for the quest. And then it has to be in that spot. It can't be any other cryopod. So if it doesn't work, you have to just wait for the next one to come around. Yeah. Well, here's my... And I'm going to go back to Dupe's point here about the um, blights. My biggest issue isn't just that people don't know how to do it. It's that it got really pop. There was a really popular post on Reddit and a really popular video that showed that if you try to shoot the blight on the third phase, it's a lot easier than doing it on first phase. Uh So if you're trying to do it on the first phase and somebody is killing all the enemies, you don't even know whether they know what they're doing or they're just fucking idiots. (laughs) Unless you let them get to the third phase. So then you have this constant like back and forth where you might be trying to burn them down. And then two phases go by, you're on the third phase, and then dude who you thought was an idiot killing ads ends up triggering heroic, and now you wasted all your heavy trying to trigger it on the first phase. (laughs) Yeah. That's the big issue with Blight. You have three options. Either you know how to do it first phase, you know how to do it third, or (laughs) you're an idiot. The prisoner's dilemma, that one is. I, I think... I think it's... I mean, this one's really classic, but the the one that I have the most experience with this happening to me is the Fallen Walker. All like, you know, oh yeah, that just, one. It's just like you <laughs> so get the balls to spawn. You know what? You know what the problem is with that one. It takes so long to put the balls in the machines. Right. It's so. And that so entire difficult. time, you could you could solo it. You could solo make it heroic if it didn't take years to put those things in. <laughs> but because it does, while you're putting them in and like waiting for the next, the next balls to pop out. Uh, the boss is already dead because it took so <laughs> exactly. long putting them in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see, you I, have to... I don't have to worry about that because I am a max agility hunter with triple jump and stomp. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's not it's not the running back and forth. It's that you get there and then you just hold E. For some reason, well, hold yeah. E, hold hold square or whatever it is for PlayStation, but for some square, reason, yes. it, takes, it takes forever to put it in. Like, all the other uh, hold button prompts are, like, pretty short, but then that one's, like, actually five seconds maybe four or three <laughs> but like seconds it shouldn't be seconds yeah. it should be uh pop and then, yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that yeah i had it happen to me when i was trying to do the titan um flashpoint a week or two ago and i was just got really mad there was like a guy who was <laughs> just melting one guy who was melting the tank and at the end i like went up to him and smacked him a whole bunch <laughs> <laughs> i was just like what are you gonna I, you know there's text chat but no one's in it on pc so it's still mostly just emoting <laughs> so you just kind of gotta show him you're angry so probably didn't even know <laughs> yeah honestly <laughs> and honestly it could have been well, right after Whisper came out, that was the one that I used a lot because, once again, going back to the history of Black Hammer and using it to kill tanks, I went into Titan and just massacred so many tanks in public events mm-hmm. just to show off to people, hey, I have Whisper and you don't. And <laughs> kill this dude. Nice, nice. Got him. Because <laughs> it was two shots to break the leg and then you got one shot in the core and then it was six shots on the core to kill it. And that was it. That was public it. Public events done. So, you know, they, they're they putting the second one down, and I'm like, okay, public event's done. I'm going to run away. I'm not even going to open the chest. I'm just going to run away. It's crap walk. <laughs> nice. So I actually think we covered all our topics, which kind of sucks, because I wanted to keep talking. <laughs> so let's just come up with other shit to talk about. Keep talking about, uh, like, spin whisper. I've talked. Uh, like I've, said that, I've said that. Yeah. I've talked about that gun enough for a month. 
<laughs> well, we no, actually... talking about Twin Tailed Fox. That's the best gun in the whole game. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna okay, say so, so good. Oh, we have an emote for it. You know what? I had we a question. Talking... I, I had ahead. a question that I wanted to know. Um, this might just be an easy yes or no question, but how often do you uh, console players switch uh, items uh, in the middle of an activity? Uh, it's definitely a quite a long load time for us, mm -hmm. and I don't do it even when I play on PC, even though. You know, my PC, I yeah, it's pull not, out my inventory immediately. I, I would say um, on any PC, it's not an issue, unless it's really old. But yeah. maybe it's just because I've been playing for so long that I spec out, you know, I've got my close range, I've got my long range, and I've got my damage weapon. Mm -hmm. So rarely. Like, I'll, I'll look at what I'm going to be doing, look at the modifiers, look at all that stuff, and then decide then and there, here's what my loadout mm -hmm. for this is going to be. And then occasionally, at the beginning of a strike, I'll change it for, you know, if we're going to be doing inverted spire where there's a lot of long range, I'll pull out a sniper versus, um, oh fuck, insight terminus where there's I can't use the sniper, so I'll swap it for a shotgun at the yeah. beginning of the strike, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I, I would I would be lying to say that we change it a lot. Because, yeah, you know, don't. most of the time we just grab a loadout and stay set. Mm. But there are definitely certain cases where I'll just... It's like a convenience thing. It's like, oh, shoot, I forgot to put on Lunas. Let me just uh, pop and done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? the armor a lot. <laughs> well, it's between, like, I mean, Celestial and I'll, Lunas. I'll do that, too. I just, you know, I'll do it at the beginning of the match and or at the beginning of the activity, and mm. that's about it. I'll hop on my Sparrow to go catch up with everybody else. Yeah, and that's it. So it, it'll be, it'll, it won't be. You don't do it as often, but you'll still do it if you need to. Yeah, it won't be like yeah. I'm gonna do it in the middle of the boss fight. I'm gonna go, okay, we switch phases. I'm gonna swap over <laughs> my shotgun now. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, yeah, maybe I'll get halfway through the strike and go, fight. well, this gun's not working. Let me just swap out here. Yeah, huh. and this penalties of switching weapons too. So, which is why I don't do it a lot either. It's way. also yeah. yeah. I would say the only, it's not like we, you know, it's not like PC players are constantly abusing that, you know, ability to switch weapons fast. Like, you know, oh, shoot your shoot your golden gun shot with slash drill and switch over to the exotic because, you know, we're lazy too. But I, it's mostly like a, what is the word? Um, a convenience thing. Like, oops, I forgot to put on my Lunas and then I'm in, you know, standing in front of some thrall. I don't yeah. care. Uh, switch over to my whatever exotic and good and then kill the thrall that were hitting me. You know, yeah. it's not really an issue when we need to switch fast. in the middle. I do yeah. switch there's a lot couple... in Crucible. But that's there's crucible. a couple of mechanics there as well. Um, first off, I don't think you guys understand how long it takes on console because it doesn't really take as yeah. long as maybe you think it does. Compared to PC, it takes fucking forever. But it's yeah, honestly, but it's not it's like... long. It's just not. It's just it's not long. It's longer. It's like two or three seconds. Yeah, imagine it's like kind of annoying too because you have to. But another thing is, and this is something that you don't notice, and the only reason I know about it is because the devs talked about it on Twitter when people were asking what are some hidden mechanics of your games. Yeah. Uh, when you go into your menu, enemies drop aggro on you. Huh. Really? Huh. Yes. So yeah. you can, like in the middle of, act of an activity, in the middle of a bunch of enemies pop into your um, <laughs> inventory and you will last like three or four times longer than if you were that just standing there normally. So <laughs> it's 
not as dangerous as you would expect it to be in all reality. That's that. Whoa. Bungie's so good at thinking about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does that does that work on PC? I'd assume uh, so. I would assume so. Yeah, because they were. This was a uh, Destiny Two stuff that they were talking about. The Twitter thread was like a year ago. Yeah. Maybe maybe they could turn it down for PC to try and even the playing field a little bit, but I wonder if it's I'd imagine it's... <laughs> uh, of course, uh, that's you got. I can kind of see a way to exploit that. Not it, not gonna lie. It should be said that it it's not that it drops aggro and they stop shooting at you. Uh, mm -hmm. It's because I've tested it after I read about it. It's that their mm -hmm. accuracy gets a lot worse. I see. I actually, so you yeah, know how I they'll be that. shooting in your general direction and kind of miss. If you pump into your inventory, they just miss more often like you can hear it you can hear them shooting and they hit you a lot less frequently interesting yeah. so it's not really exploitable because as soon as you come out of inventory they just start hitting you again yeah uh-huh uh-huh bungie thinks of everything <laughs> <laughs> kind of interesting that's really interesting though but uh i did want to go over we were discussing loadouts in fact that's how we came about the uh whisper discussion was we yeah. were talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know what are your favorite loadouts? What do you guys? What's your favorite PVE gun? I know you like Polaris Lance disliked. I'm currently using uh, it. I, do I you was, like it? I I, yeah, I, I like, it. like Polaris Lance, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I think if I had, I'm if I had to choose an exotic gun that I wanted to use in the case that I wanted to do the highest performance, I would pick Jotun. That would be uh, my that would be my highest tier PVE gun that I could possibly ever pick. I would most actually of the time, agree with that. Yeah. Most of the Me time too. I end up using Thorn because I like how it feels more than Jotun. But I Jotun is, as far as I'm concerned, the best PvE gun you can use. I'm so tired of yeah, discussing Jotun. Oh we yeah. Dedicated like an hour last podcast <laughs> discussing Jotun. We don't have to go into PvP. it. I, it's just it's just, you know Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. a solid yeah. gun. That was a I, useful I, I discussion. To, yeah. to be fair, that was a oh, it makes you a worse player and oh, it's a horrible no, gun yeah. and all that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. I, I, I think, think I think it's a lot more straightforward in PvE. That. It's a good gun, so you use it. You know, yeah. there's no like honor system in PvP where it's like oh, you're not you know doing you're not doing real PvP if you're using this uh -huh. gun. It's it's just you know it's a good gun. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have a lot going for it in PvE. It's got range. It's got good burst damage. It, maybe but, the DPS isn't as amazing, but it has really solid ammo economy to back it uh, up. Yeah. So it has good. To be fair, as effectively all it is is it's a tracking grenade launcher with a charge time. Pretty much. Yeah. It's and, basically a gun that does everything well, but not one thing particularly well. Uh, it's a well I don't think you can gun. counter. It's not really good for explosive throw. No. Yeah. If you got exactly. one right up in your face. The worst thing you can do is shoot them with the Yotam. Yeah. That's that's the whole idea. I, I do agree with that, Tin, actually. It's it's the perfect uh jack of all trades, master of none. It's yeah. good at well, everything, wouldn't, not the best at wouldn't everything. Wouldn't that be Mida then? Because Mida is like Mida's so I'm gonna <laughs> Yeah, Mida but Mida is like the baseline exotic. It's for me at least, because Mida was my absolute favorite all through D one. Mm. And it's like it's the exotic that I compare all other exotics to because it's the good at everything there's nothing fancy about it it's just a really good gun gun uh -huh. but if you're talking about mida when you talk about then ace as well because ace is seems to me like mida is like a ace right it's well it's no a, because the gun that does mida, things very well 
Mida is just a lightweight scout rifle with good reload speed, impact, range, aim assist, mm -hmm. stability, uh, magazine size. Uh, the most exotic I thing about it is it has stupidly fast reload speed. Ace of Spades has, you know, actual perks. It has Memento Mori, uh, damage increase. Like I said, it's basically a combination of two exotics, whereas Mida is literally just Mida from D1, only with a slightly smaller mag size. The way that I see Ace is that Ace is the hand cannon of all hand cannons, right? It has all of the good hand cannon perks. You got Kill Clip, aka Memento Mori. You got Firefly, well, which, which is, you know... Um, Dragonfly. Fly. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> got you know, just just outlaw and and you have really strong range on it and good stability and good impact as well. So, as a hand cannon, it's it's basically the Mida multi tool of hand cannons, right? Essentially, it's it's still a little too exotic because of the Memento Mori perk because Mida just has range stability. Actually, it doesn't have any damage increasing perks. It's just a good gun. That's all it is. Yeah. There's no I, mean, just, I need it, to perk. I don't need to proc this perk or anything. It's just I throw it uh -huh. on and that's it. I mean, I don't even really consider Memento Mori a, a real perk. It's basically amped up kill clip, right? It's better kill clip. Well, no, because it it also procs off. Is it only proc off headshots in Memento Mori? It off procs off any kill. AK yeah, kill. Any kill. Oh. Yeah, any kill and reload. The the difference between uh, Memento Mori and Kill Clip is that Memento Mori lasts forever but only lasts yes. half the mag. Or six or, or five or whatever. Five. five. Yeah, five. <clears throat> yeah. The, the, I, and that's, I think, the reason why I picked Jotun. Like, I guess, to describe Jotun in that aspect, uh, you know, you're saying, well, like, it, you know, Mida and uh, Ace are very good guns. Jotun's a really good exotic. You know, it does like yeah. all the. It does lots of exotic things well, and then it has high damage, pretty good ad clear, uh, really easy to use, um, good ammo economy. It's not the best at any of these, but it does mm -hmm. all. It's like it's like the perfect, as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, uh, subjective, but it's the the perfect. I I don't know what I'm gonna be doing, <laughs> so I'm exotic. gonna use this. Yeah. Not not the perfect yeah. exotic, but you know, <laughs> I would pull it out if I if I don't have perfect, a specific exotic. thing that I want to target. I just want a good gun, yeah. and I'm not feeling yeah. like using Thorn because that's actually, even though I say I like <laughs> Thorn's been in my inventory all the time, but that's only because I like the perk. I like how it feels. I don't uh -huh. actually think it's a better gun. Yeah, I don't either. I definitely. So I I have another topic I want to discuss. Uh, that's inspired by the events that I'm currently experiencing, which is feel bad moments in PVE. And I will start. Uh, <laughs> when you pop your fucking Celestial Nighthawk to shoot the boss and he hasn't come out of his immune phase yet. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Um, this bad moment when you shoot, shoot Lunas with your rocket launcher. That moment when you uh, run up to a boss to shotgun him and you need to reload. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, you got any shit? You just got <laughs> funny stories of stupid shit you've done in PVE. Uh, shoot, I, I don't have anything that comes on the top of my head right now. No, Dude's <laughs> too perfect of a player. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> that definitely isn't the truth. <laughs> Oh man, I can't. I mean, yeah, the it's a lot easier to think of this stuff when you're 
like right there in the game when they happen to you. Mm-hmm. I, they're not very memorable. They just kind of like inconveniences. <laughs> Unless they happen all the fucking time. Like, um, <laughs> oh god, when you're trying to fusion rifle or snipe a um, a minotaur and he keeps teleporting just as you shoot and your rate of fire is exact <laughs> that every that time you fire, yeah. he teleports you fire and you're like, okay, yes. he's ready for me and you fire and he teleports again and you waste <laughs> six fucking shots and never land a hit. That's what happens That's, to me with Jotun when you're yeah, fighting Jotun, doing Jotun gambit real, with Jotun. A real bad case of that, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jotun matches up perfectly with a Minotaur. So if you miss, you're gonna keep missing. Or fucking uh, uh, taken Vandals popping their bubble. You aim down your sights, you've got one oh shot God. on him, you're like, okay, I'm about to pull the trigger, you pull it, and there's a bubble. Oh God, yeah, taken Vandals. Bobble. The actually, entire... you, know, you can uh, actually shoot through taken bubbles with Lunas and also I think Celestial. Lunas? Yeah, but why are you what? wasting a Celestial <laughs> on a Vandal? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. You might as well just waste a Celestial on a Drag. Because the bubble. It's <laughs> interesting. But at least with um with Well, you could some something you could do with Well. I know uh Knight's Shields. Uh, the ones that they put up, you can break those down, and Celestial will punch through the shield. Um, Sleeper Simulant, which can overpenetrate, and Thorn, which can overpenetrate, can also punch through shields and literally damage them through the shield. Oh yeah, oh, Thorn yeah. can like Thorn you. can damage taken blights from outside. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the thing. You can shoot. Uh, that's a really fun fact. Just the dot. Yeah, <laughs> the the t- the shield counts as being part of the blight. So, like when you shoot the shield, it applies the dot, and then it actually damages so, the inside of the blight. So stupid! It's such a like a what it's a useless uh, ability, but it's not useless because I <laughs> do it regularly. <laughs> what else is there? Oh, punching taken scions. Punch a scion, spawns another one. Punch that one, spawns yeah, another one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> In Leviathan. Wait, oh, there's no, taken Scions and Leviathan? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was thinking the Scions, the bubble dudes in Leviathan. Oh, yeah. Punching those guys is great. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Bop. It's just one shot every time. Well, uh, I don't know about you guys. I can't think of anything else to talk about. <laughs> Not, uh, uh, sure what's, your favorite, <laughs> what's your favorite exotic? Just or, What's your favorite visually exotic? Oh, uh, mine's Twin Tailed Fox, by the way. <laughs> got the little fox that gets angry. So cute. <laughs> I have not gotten that one to drop. I'm still waiting. I want. I, I really want Arbalest. Mm. That one's interesting. Oh, you know, so I had gotten my hopes up with Arbalest. I was hoping. I'm still hoping that whatever exotic quest is added this month is a secret event like Whisper. Yeah, but that'd be cool. The longer that Arbalest doesn't drop, the more I'm afraid it's going to be Arbalest and not a secret event. That's my that's uh, my fear right now. Oh, you mean Ar- some people have gotten it, and it's literally no? just a world drop. What? No one's, some- no one's gotten it. Yeah, it's, no one's gotten it. No one's gotten it. Yeah, I've I've seen posts on Reddit of people using it. Really? Yeah, if you go into the collections page, it's not hidden or anything. It just says it's extremely hidden, but rare world drop. drop. No, yeah, but. The, there's no well, videos of anyone using it. Yeah, I've never seen anyone use it. 
Yeah. And also, I mean, Dado, neither Dado, Astacross, or Kamike has talked about it. So I'm going to yeah. assume that, you know. Yeah. The I'll... trifecta. <laughs> I mean, Astacross, <laughs> like, to... borrows people's account all the time for. Yeah. To, no, to buy out exotics. I... I'll do some research. I'm pretty sure I've seen somebody using it at the very least. I, I, I am. I mean, I can't say 100% sure because on the off chance I'm wrong, I'm 99.9% .9 sure it's not <laughs> in the game right now. It says rare world drop, but it's lies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gotta be. And it's like, here's, here's my fear. I wanted something cool like uh, our... I wanted it to be a, a hidden event. Um, you know, like, I wanted it to be like the fourth tier of Reckoning that they're just going to turn on and not tell anyone that you have to do a thing to activate. And then you're going to go through it. It's like this whole new area, you know, and the, at the end you're going to get Arbalest. Um, I'm afraid what's going to happen is it's going to get to the, the uh, what's the Easter event? The, Easter? Yeah, there's a, it's the, the other event after Arc Week. Um, oh, so it's like an H or something. Uh, but I'm afraid mm -hmm. that we're going to get there and it's going to be a quest tied to that event like uh, Thunderlord was tied to um, Halloween. And then after the Easter event comes and goes, it's to the world drop pool. <laughs> that's that's my worst case scenario for that gun. Best case oh, scenario... Revelry. Oh, the Revelry, yeah. Uh, my best case scenario, they enable some kind of fourth tier reckoning that has a secret way of enabling and there's like a whole dungeon tied to it. Worst case... It's some dumb little quest that you have to do in the revelry, but and then it just gets added to the <laughs> worst case. Game. It's tied to invitation of the night, and I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> that would that would be that would also be pretty. But I'm I'm up to date on that, so uh, eh. suck, I guess <laughs> that actually might be a thing because I've thought of has, that. But but if if that's the case, lore, well, if, it's just because it has yeah. lore tying into the drifter and. Invitation of the Nine is about, yeah. you know, the Drifter and the Nine. If if that's the case, then there is an exotic that they have not revealed yet that we are getting in April. Because we know for sure there is an exotic quest in April, according mm -hmm. to their own official calendar. So either Arbalest, either Arbalest is coming out in this month, or Arbalest is tied to the Invitation of the Nine, and there's another exotic that no one they have not revealed whatsoever yet that we don't know about. Yeah. Which I would actually prefer. Because Arbalest doesn't really seem like super cool of an exotic to be at the end of a quest. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't know. It seems pretty it's, cool. It's interesting, but I'm not... It's just, you know, it's a linear fusion rifle in the kinetic slot, which is cool, but it's... I, it's kind of gimmicky, I guess. It's, it's too That's, gimmicky to me. It, I don't think I would could, ever use it. I think it could uh, be I pretty would. broken. Because <laughs> right now, linear fusions are all heavy only, mm -hmm. and if you put it in the kinetic and you let it pick up white ammo, to use it, and it does the same guess, damage well, it's, linear. It's if it does the same right? damage, then yeah, it's going to be busted. But I think that's why it won't do the okay, same damage. It'll be busted in Crucible at the very least, right? Because people are already running fusion rifles, and you know, fusion rifles suffers from the the recoil. But if there's no recoil and you just one tap people on the head, might be pretty good. Hmm. I don't know. And then I there's guess... also it has the whole exotic thing. Another exotic element of it is that uh, kinetics do half damage to shields than energy weapons do. And Arbalest's whole perk is that it does massive damage to shields and it hmm. deals increased damage if you break a shield. Huh. So it's kind of going against the entire design philosophy where you use energies for breaking shields. You know, I like it's that. kind of going back to um, 
what was like it? it? No Land Beyond and uh, what was the shotgun? Do remind me here. What was the uh, exotic shotgun from D one? Yeah, the one that went um, in your primary chaperone? weapon slot. No, the chaperone? primary one. Um, that's another the other exotic. One. Yeah. Uh, Master Key. Uh, oh, not Master Key. Is it not not the fourth fourth horseman? No, that one was, was that, energy. Was that special? It was energy. Um. Shit, we were just talking about it on the last episode too. <laughs> yeah, you had No Land Beyond, which was a sniper that went in your primary slot, and that broke yeah. Crucible. Because you had mm-hmm. infinite, uh, effectively infinite sniper shots. Because you just yep. anytime you picked up primary ammo, and oh god damn it, this mm, isn't a bug. I can't remember this. Shit. I can't remember <laughs> shit, I'm pretty sure I still have one. They even had to nerf it down to like three shots. I can't. Uh, shoot, I don't have my laptop on. I can't look at it to see what my old D1 setup was. Well, I think the the problem I have with Arbalest, at least, on, um, is that I don't know. All the quest exotics like that have at least been cool. I mean, even Wishender, it wasn't universal effective. remote. Oh, that's a funny name. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a universal remote because it works on everything. It's a <laughs> shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, their whole exotic, like the whole thing that made them exotic was that they were breaking the the normal design philosophy to yes. do something that you would not expect normally. And that's what Arbalest is going to be. Is It's going to be yeah. kinetic that you use for shields. That sounds awesome. I don't know. I, I feel like yet. I have been I have looked for guns. I mean, I, I have felt like it would be nice to have a kinetic gun that deals damage to shields because I think it's, it would open up some weapon choices for me. I feel like. <laughs> I am not sold by Arbalest, but I guess I'll have to see when it comes out. Also, I hope it's got more grandeur than here's a quest and here's an exotic plop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think it's going to be cool. I mean, what what do you define as cool, right? Just, just um, gameplay? Gameplay-related interests? or Um... I guess the design for it doesn't really sell me. The visuals. Visual? I guess, yeah. It looks really you like, weird. You don't I mean, like okay. It's basically a uh, crossbow? That sounds awesome as hell. Okay, but let's, let's think about, for example, the last word. You, it doesn't look cool until you start using it. And, like, it no, does yeah, a cool fair. spin animation. It's super awesome. That's fair. So That's fair. Yeah, but it's... Word. I mean, you, it, it, Lasser looks okay by itself, but I guess you're right. It's not like particularly flashy like not, some yeah. other exotics are, but it's the animations that sell it. And I guess mm-hmm. Arbalest could be the mm-hmm. same way, but I'm just, you same know, with, uh, my, first, my first impressions are not great. Um, I yeah. wonder if Arbalest is going to... Do we know what the max size is? I'm actually uh, looking five, it up right now on... Five. Uh, oh, five, oh five. 533 oh. charge time, max size 5. 533 charge time. Yeah. That's. that's... So it's about twice as fast as uh, Aaron Till. Well, it's the same well, speed as all of the current linear fusion, except Crooked yeah, Fang. Yeah, yeah. Crooked Fang is 566. Man of yeah. War and Dead Ender are 533s. 
So it's the same charge time as, you know, other heavies. Oh, and uh, here's proof also, of the Our list is going um, to be... Sorry. No. I find it important that Arbalest is going to be the first exotic that can break all shields without having to do anything special. Nice. Right? That would well, be interesting. All energies can currently break shields, but it's the shield pop. I don't think it'll have the shield pop. It'll just be a kinetic mm -hmm. that... No, but the, the, just the, special, the special thing with Arbalest is that it specifically does extreme damage to shields. Right. Yeah. It's and, basically and Morialis, the, but you don't yeah. have to swap. And instead of a pop, it applies a debuff where they take uh, increased kinetic damage. So yeah, it's so still something. Just still going it sounds like it. it'll be kind of like a just does everything kind of gun. Shoot slow, but you'll be able to break their shield and then shoot mm -hmm. them in the head and do stupid amounts of damage because it's a linear fusion with really high yeah. Yeah. Uh, crit rate. You know, I wonder if it's going to work on match game shields. I was just thinking the same thing. I wonder That's if you could use really it to kind of skip having a Borealis or a match game. Yeah. <laughs> Borealis is kind of an unfortunate crutch sometimes. Yeah. Well, then was... just use uh, Hard Light. Hard Light's bad. Uh, I... <laughs> hard Light is not bad. <laughs> hard Light, I, would I think, think Hard Light is going to get a buff. It is. They might. In fact, they're. They're giving it a masterwork, which is oh, going to good. increase its stability significantly. Increase its stability. Yeah, stability yeah but no reload masterwork. Yeah, its problem yeah, it's not is a problem it's to DPS. you guys. Oh yeah. Once again, you guys are <laughs> <on> PC. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what. I was extremely disappointed that it did not have uh, that it did not have reload speed in there, because its entire perk relies on. Uh, reloading, and I want to be able to switch elements faster, like the Borealis yeah. Catalyst like lets you. Mm -hmm. So that's disappointing to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, yeah, I think we still don't have complete confirmation on it. It may no, increase yeah, we were, reload and stability. Well, it's in the it's in the manifest. Although that's oh. to be to be fair, um, you know, the manifest can be weird about displaying some perks sometimes. Um. You know, some some. I'm not sure if the manifest, if the you know, if it will explain that there's a perk added as well as stability that changes something. I'm not sure it understands that, but whatever. You know, uh, right? Kind of like uh, the whisper of the worm catalyst, which yeah, increases exactly. reload speed, but it also gives you uh, whispered breathing. Yeah, I have no idea whether it would display the two simultaneously or not. Um, but oh, what if it gives you outlaw? Oh, outlaw on hard that'd be, so that'd be great. <laughs> I, I think that'd be great. I think that'd be interesting on a on that. I think that would be interesting really on interesting that kind of gun. It. I don't know if it would be interesting on hard light specifically. Or <laughs> better yet, firefly more damage. Firefly would be funny. Wait, that'd be that'd be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. No, that'd be funny as fuck. Also, I was gonna say earlier, uh, light.gg has arbalest at a zero percent ownership rate. Huh. So, yeah, it is well, just uh, not in the game right now. Maybe I literally was actually dreaming it when I saw what I thought <laughs> I saw it was a gif. That's okay. I dream about Destiny too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you dream about yeah. Reddit though? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the the they use the the flavor text 
um, rare world drop when they don't want to reveal what it actually is. Like, doesn't Whisper say mm. the same thing? I feel like it might. Mm, I'm not you know, sure. they, it's just like the default text. If they don't want to tell you where it's from, they'll just say it's a rare world drop. Uh, <clears throat> let me check. Yeah, I could be wrong about Whisper, but I feel like it's something like that. An exotic quest or challenge. Interesting. And yeah, so Arbalest says rare world drop. Uh, what I mean, about might have oh, Super would also say? Afterwards. Super will definitely say uh, quest. Rare world quest. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I want to I wanna well, see it. <laughs> we should probably uh, call it here. Yeah. Because we're all getting tired. <laughs> and True. don't really have much to discuss. Uh, Queen Breaker. Queen Breaker says extremely rare world drop for Queen Queen Breaker. Uh, well, that's because it is. It's just uh, same for game. Black Talon and Two Tailed oh. Fox. Yeah. And well, but aren't these Colony. like so? These are all like all of the engrams. non. Yeah, yeah. Any of the engrams all say the exact same thing. Uh, how about how about Lord of Wolves? Energy, Lord of Wolves, exotic engrams, extremely both. rare world drop. Yeah, but Lord of Wolves is interesting because it has a higher chance of dropping from spider bounties. Sometimes, I mean, yeah, higher <laughs> chance. So, so that's like you know they say exotic engrams are rare world drop, but it actually means uh, go do spider bounties. So you know, that's an example of it not necessarily always being accurate. I mean, yeah, still, still a rare. World drop. It still fits within the definition, if you ask me. Yeah, whatever. Semantics at this point. I just wanna I just wanna see Arbalest and I hope it's interesting. And the reason yeah, yeah I, I want I want the, the exotic quest that comes in April to be more than just go talk to Amanda and she gives you a quest and then you do the quest and then get the <laughs> I don't want that. Well, <laughs> we are getting that though. With Thunderlord. No, well, yeah, but Thunderlord already happened, and that was fine yeah. in and of itself. It's just they've done that for every exotic past Whisper and Wishender. I want another one of those, where it's just not—it's not just explicitly stated. Hey, everyone, go get the quest from Amanda Holiday. She's got a cool gun at the end. It's just kind of like. <laughs> Is uh, it always uh, Amanda? No, I—that's just the stereotype from Thunderlord. Thunderlord uh, was Amanda. Right, and also Chaperone. Yeah, Chaperone. Not chaperone. 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 Chaperone's. Oh god. Pretty interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about it. It's not very good in PvE. <laughs> what PvP? Or chaperone? Yeah, chaperone. Chaperone's chaperone. great. Chaperone so it's is not a super PvP good in PvE. So yeah, it's definitely a no, yeah. PvP. It, yeah, those yep. exist. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and call it here then. Okay. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that we couldn't get Jersey to join us, but I will yeah. be doing another episode with him later, or like I said, maybe just do it entirely separate and cut it into this one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I hope to see you guys back again. And do seriously talk more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I I did some talking this one. <laughs> yeah, you did better than you were, as I understand it from uh, <laughs> like episode one. <laughs> that's fine but, uh, it'd still be nice to get your opinion on so I know you like just sitting there and listening and you know <laughs> catching the podcast ahead of time 
That's well, the... he gets to hear it live, even better. <laughs> that, that may or may not be the reason why I want to work at Bungie. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, get you're gonna become the new eight and the nine. Do what? You're gonna become the new eight and the nine. And on. Uh, yeah, the... anon, anon the anon the nine. Yeah, anon the nine. I I I I would, um, if it wouldn't cost me my job. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's not a job I'm willing to throw away. <laughs> okay, well, um, yeah, let's go ahead and call it here. And it, great talking with you guys. I look forward to talking with you more yeah, often, I... and uh, we'll have more topics to actually discuss. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Right. By you guys, Ooh, I mean the right. listeners, not you guys, because yeah. you guys aren't coming back. Oh, oh. no. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> we, got a, we actually do have something special that we want to do for next week, and you guys aren't going to be there for that. Darn. Yeah. You'll be able to listen. <laughs> Darn it. All right. Oh, no. All right, yeah. <laughs> see you guys. Goodbye. All right, guys. guys.